0: Let's start. You are now rocking. Rocking with the best. Double Rainbow. Oh my God. Live on your radio. It's the Beat Break with your host, Sean Garvey. I'm the dude. Good morning,
1: everyone. Welcome to the Beat Break morning show. Good morning. I am your host, Sean Garvey. We are live, ladies and gentlemen, on this wonderful Monday night and we are all over your internet right here on the flow television network shout outs to stephanie starworth behind the flow television network and also on 87 fm in atlanta 101 the vibe fm in louisville kentucky follow me at sean garvey atl on all your social media and also uh, big shout outs to dj rollam who is uh, taking a bit of a hiatus from the morning show I will fill you in on all the details on that a little bit later on, a little bit later on, either towards the end of the program or on next week's beat break morning show. Once again, follow me at Sean Garvey, ATL. we got a great show for you guys this morning, uh, this evening, whatever time zone, you are listening to the beat break morning show. And of course we are taking your donations cash out, Dollar Sign Reach Number One Communications That's Dollar Sign Reach Number One Communications If you are filling the content We're also streaming live On YouTube by the way Make sure you subscribe To our YouTube channel At Beat Break Radio So we can get more subscribers And more supporters the Beat Break Morning Show, we are on Monday through Friday mornings from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. on 87FM, 101 to 5FM. We are still celebrating 50 years of hip-hop, of course, and on tonight's show, this morning show, uh, we got a great, great conversation that we are going to be having uh, this morning, this evening, and uh, what a way to have this conversation during 50 years of hip-hop you know me i love hip-hop i live eat sleep breathe hip-hop and uh we're gonna have a great conversation so like i said folks uh once again make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel youtube channel at beat break radio uh this morning's topic Y'all ain't got love For West Coast rappers (laughs) What did Snoop Dogg Said at the Source Awards Back in the day (laughs) Y'all ain't got love For uh, Snoop Dogg And Dr. Dre And Tupac Death Row (laughs) What's going on Hey let me go ahead And bring our guest On the morning show Uh, First and foremost He is the co-author Of Goat 50 I had that book And I gave it to uh, One of my Beat Break radio alumni DJ 360 I don't think he never Gave it back to me Um, But I I gotta make sure I get another copy of uh, the GOAT50 book written and co-authored by Kevin Tick Robinson. Kevin, what's going on, man? Good morning.
2: Hey, good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Hey, just good life to everybody. Appreciate the home invite.
1: Man, happy 50 years of hip hop, by the way. 50 years of hip hop. What does 50 years of hip hop mean to you?
2: Man, sum it up, it means Survival which, we'll, which we, is what we'll get into at some point. It means survival. Yeah. I mean, think about that. You have heard the story again and again that it was supposed to have been over with in the 80s. You know? Mm. So that's to sum it up in one word. Survival. We uh-huh. here.
1: Alright. Yeah, there you go. Kevin said survival. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. Something unique. Okay also joining with us right here on the beat break morning show uh i work with this guy on a daily basis uh he's been in the game for a long time uh media consultant and he also has a podcast called shooting the breeze and you can correct me if i'm wrong uh shooting Hello. the breeze conversation with a the dj, DJ.
3: did i get it right the DJ. shooting the breeze conversations
1: with the dj there you go eric
3: lee is in the house ladies and gentlemen what's going on eric everything's good man i can't complain first and foremost thank you for inviting me on the podcast uh, like, like you said we do a podcast in this music industry based uh each and every week we're about 20 episodes deep so man love talking about the industry been in, in a long time so man let's let's rock and roll all right let's well let's do it let's do it and uh, let me
1: just say this because um on this morning's topic i spent maybe a good 15 to 20 minutes trying to find this sound bite (laughs) that uh, rapper the special ed because me and you we talked offline about it Eric uh, a few days ago and I spent 15 to 20 minutes trying to find this sound bite because you know how YouTube is sometimes it was easy for me to find the quick sound bite that everybody's been talking about Tyler Perry on YouTube but it it took me a minute to find this sound bite Um, but luckily I I made sure I had to do it you know uh, us as producers and radio producers want to make sure that we get that right sound bite to play for our listeners um, before airing it and i want to make sure that i do my due diligence to get that on for you but before we dive right into the topic um which is y'all ain't got love for the west coast rappers um what a what a great year Uh, by the way matter of fact before i even get into that eric same question Mm -hmm. to you that i asked kevin just a few moments ago What does hip-hop, 50 years of hip-hop, mean to you?
3: And, you know, I'm a music guy, so, you know, music is the soundtrack of our lives, and a lot of it is the reflection of where we are in the span of time. So uh, I was there um, at the beginning of hip-hop. I I can actually say I'm older than hip-hop, which is scary. Um, And remembering the times that I may not have known my alphabets, but I knew hip, Hop, a hibbit, a hibbit to the hip, hip hop. You don't stop rocking to the bang, bang, boogie. I knew my raps. Right. I may not know my math or my algebra, but I knew, <laughs> but I knew my hip hop. Right. And, uh, <clears throat> to see where it has, where it started, mm. and 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 just like uh, Kevin said, they thought it may not get outside of the '80s because hip hop was born out of disco. And when you think about it, eh, it could. It might hit. It may not hit. But once it once that once that thing took off, the momentum kept going, and as the music started to transition, it was a reflection of the of the young folks. Mm. That was our music back then, and to be able to see where it has, um, where it started, to where it's gone, sometimes some of it is is disheartening because, you know, some of the music, isn't as good as it used to be, but at the same time, this is another time for another group of people to enjoy the genre because it doesn't stay stagnant it always changes
1: it always changes yeah yep every it 10 changes. years every change changes. yeah uh to me 50 years of hip-hop First. means that hip-hop still it, it felt like hip-hop just got started and because i came in later you know i'm an 80s baby 84 and i really didn't start really liking hip-hop until i saw uh, music videos hip hop videos on Rap City by the way shout out to uh, Big Tigger okay. and, the, yep, and the people behind Rap City over the years they are getting ready to actually it's tomorrow if I'm not mistaken tomorrow will be the, the three part documentary series uh, behind the legacy of Rap City BET Rap City and watching Rap City, and even Yo MTV Raps, and Raph McDaniel's, and even here in Atlanta with R. N. L. Starr, and watching those music videos, it, it just prompted me to start really liking hip hop even more. Right. And you know, just for hip hop to get to where it's at today, like even in movies, a lot of movies play hip hop songs and rap songs, you know, than any other genre. And, you know, it's just incredible to see that um, people from like LL Cool J to the Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and Run DMC embracing it and celebrating it and having concerts and events, not just only in New York, not just only in Atlanta, but in other places across the country, just embracing the culture, just embracing the genre and to see how it has now become a billion dollar industry. Over the years. So I'm loving it. I'm loving it.
3: And the culture the culture brings in money. That's why they celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> right. If, if, if there was no cash attached to it. You wouldn't be seeing it. Believe that. Right. They're not selling. Look, they, they, there's a lot of genres of music out of there. But hip hop is a driver. Uh, it's a cultural driver. It's a financial driver. You name it. it, it it's there because <clears throat> I remember at one time that we never hear hip hop. In television ads mm. now you can't play an ad without it matter of right. fact they've got uh gosh i forgot what i heard today it was hilarious it was uh, i think it was an Xfinity commercial because they were talking about big gig energy you know where mm. they came from yeah Lotto. yeah they said big gig energy like, like she's like oh i'm looking for that big gig energy that's hip-hop and then they played the they played pony by genuine i was like the sexual innuendos of a a, a a a internet provider mm. using hip-hop and r&b i was like we we, we we're we madison avenue yep. so you know people understand what the the genre does and who's attached to it so mm.
1: yeah culture culture absolutely all right so let's get into the convo uh, of course uh drink champs With special guest Ed, uh, hosted by N-E-O-R-E, Nori, and DJ Enough. Is it DJ Enough? EFN. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking of another DJ. uh, EFN. Thank you. Uh, DJ EFN. And what I don't sometimes get. Um, you know what I get confused is that some of the people they bring on Drink Champs don't really drink but the name of the show or the name of the podcast is Drink <laughs> Champs <laughs> so you know what you're <laughs> signing up for you know what you're getting into when you come on the show with uh, Nori and DJ EFN and, um, and and the thing about shows and podcasts like Drink Champs is that when you consume alcohol you they start yeah it just goes off the rails. <laughs> you start, yeah. you know, you, you start telling things and saying things that you always wanted to get out. Mm-hmm. But some, sometimes, you know, the alcohol reveals people. We've seen that yeah. in some, of the, some of the episodes. <laughs>
2: hey, yeah, we used, to call it, we used to call it Liquid Courage. Liquid yeah. Courage. Yeah. yeah. You know, you I so made you? a rap. I actually got a song called Liquid Courage. I'll send it to you. Oh, yeah, For please go. <laughs> yeah. A song I did about 15, 20 years ago, maybe. It was called Liquid Courage. It okay. was about that very topic. What alcohol gives people courage? Oh yeah. Okay. The pretty girl, the pretty girl at the club? Yeah, strobe like honey, like black sheep said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's up, little mama?
3: You, you wouldn't say that when you when you won't lick it up. I'm you telling know? you.
2: <laughs>
3: you know, alcohol make you, you you stepped on my foot. Hey man, you gonna, hey, man, you gonna apologize to nobody. Yeah, yeah, right. alcohol make you, alcohol make you make some bad decisions
1: yep. <laughs> just, just like what special Ed said in the interview so yes <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah that was that was he said now, now, now I didn't see I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you and be very transparent to our viewers and listeners I did not get a chance to watch the entire podcast episode with special ed yet I'm actually gonna go back and watch it uh I saw bits and pieces of it and from my understanding he did dropped some jewels he dropped some knowledge in the interview and what have you you know he even talked about um, him quitting eating or smoking certain stuff because it became unhealthy for him so there were some right. things that uh, he said that was very knowledgeable but the one thing that stood out that got people on social media and even people who are lovers of the culture of hip hop talking is his stance on NWA now let me set the stage up so Nori he has this Part of the show is the segment where it's like either or. He doesn't have a name for it, but it's like, for yeah, example, it's in a name the,
2: for it. It's a name. It's for a name it. for it. Yeah, it's called Quick Time with Slime. Quick Time with <laughs> Slime. What? <laughs> you know that was a slang word that Noriega came up with. Like instead of saying "homeboy" or the N word, they say "what up, slime." That was something that they made popular back in the like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. So we call it. they called they little crew called each other "slime." Okay. So it's called Quick Time with Slime.
1: Okay, I just learned something new. How about that? Hello. Well, <laughs> I can't. I can't even play that special effect. Um, but yeah. So it's it's like for it's for those that never watched Drink Champs a day in their life. It's pretty much where Nori asks, you know, either like for example, NWA or Wu Tang. And you gotta go with either or or you take a shot. Basically, you know.
2: Right.
1: And and so that was the question that Nori in that part of the interview asked Special Ed, NWA or Wu Tang. And obviously, um Special Ed said Wu Tang over NWA. Oh. Right. Okay, and, and it's always been this thing where people would put N.W.A. up against Wu-Tang. You know, I mean, I don't know if it's like an East Coast, West Coast thing or because they are very two iconic groups. You know, still trying to figure that out. But I'm going to play the rest of what Special Ed said about uh, N.W.A. I'm going to go ahead and close my camera real quick because I want people just to listen to what Special Ed had to say about this. And then... um. Uh Let's have a discussion on it. So let's go ahead and uh, play the interview real quick.
0: And I don't know if this is uh, for skill or for the r- relationship. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, like this pick right now. Yeah. This is all your criteria. Jay-Z copy. or Nas. Jay-Z or Nas.
1: All right, but actually that's not the club. That's Jay-Z or Nas. They're having a discussion on Jay-Z <laughs> and Nas. So I had it queued up. I had it queued up. I'll tell you no lie, but we'll get back to that. Um, well, while I find that, let me go over to you, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to ask you the same question that uh, Nori asks. Uh, Special Ed, NWA or Wu Tang?
2: NWA for me. I love Wu Tang. They're in my top five favorite groups of all time. But I grew up on NWA. I'm a late '70s baby, so I was right in that era when they hit, and it impacted me extremely hard. So I'm definitely going to NWA. <laughs>
1: Okay, use a okay NWA. What about you, Eric? NWA or Wu Tang? I love them both.
2: Okay, probably Wu because
4: uh,
3: respect. when they broke off, they broke off to a bunch of different groups. I Mm-hmm. You talking? You know, you had old Dirty Hat had a solo career. The RZA, the JZA, Inspector Deck, uh, uh, Method, oh. uh, Rayquan, the Chef everybody everybody broke off and they had their their sound and i mean one of my favorite albums is probably not you know critically acclaimed is liquid swords by the by the GZA. man that was i like love joint. I
2: that, love that album
3: joint yeah yeah so Excellent. We, yeah so when we're talking about you know because cube i mean look i i i, res, I respected nwa i was you know i, I liked like their second album uh, uh Better than the first album because the productions felt like it was a little tighter on the second one. Uh, But this is the one that they didn't have Ice Cube on. But I I love the production, what Dre was putting down. But, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, both iconic groups, Mm. but I get what was going on in terms of uh, the, the, the climate and what people were pushing at the time by being in the industry at that time.
1: All right. So let me see. I think we got the clip now. Let's go ahead and play real quick.
0: I'm going to tell you what it is. That's where it started. Wow. That's where the agenda started, and that's where the destruction began. Of Gangsta Rap, you would give that to them, or was it Ice-T? Well, Ice-T, yeah, Ice-T did that. I ain't say they started Gangsta Rap, but right. what happened was when the president sent them that letter, uh huh, they went ham with that shit. Right. Like, you know, and they had a... Uh, more of a presence. Mm-hmm. You know, ice T did his numbers back you know, he did his thing. That's my OG two Ice T but and W A ran away with it in such a way where it was like for real, Word. that's all we gonna do. Yeah, you know it was genius for them, and they made millions of dollars off of it. But look at what it caused. You they said me? fuck the police early. Yeah, mm-hmm. we always said saying fuck the police, but they said it on record. On record, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> on the record. <laughs> and I respect them for that too. Shabba ranks.
1: All right, okay, so I I wanted to play the clip from the very beginning. After Nori asked Special Ed N.W.A. or Wu-Tang, because at the very beginning, yeah, yeah, because after Special Ed said Wu-Tang, he also went on to say that Wu-Tang brought the knowledge. N.W.A. brought the destruction to hip hop. And then that's when hip hop went into a different direction when N.W.A. came in with the gangster rap now i i want to go first i want to go over to eric and then i want to go over to kevin and we're having a conversation now it's it's probably going to get debatable it's probably going to get debatable i'm I'm just the guy in the middle (laughs) you know what i mean And, and so uh eric's stance is that he's in agreement with special ed and kevin you you went on facebook live or ig live one of the two and you spoke your piece about it saying you know saying criticizing what special ed said and you was more so um telling people your stance on why west coast rap was the way that it was you was in defense of west coast rap i mean obviously you said that nwa you 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 voted nwa over (laughs) wu-tang so but i want to get eric's perspective on it and then Kevin's perspective on it and then of course people if you're watching right now live you can comment in the comment section but yeah let's
3: go ahead and uh go to Eric Lee. Well I mean I think I got to go back to when I started off in radio back in 1987 and uh what was going on I was the music director of my college radio station had an opportunity to work with some big people in the industry uh as I got off to my start and I remember and at the college radio station, we weren't allowed to play hip hop. We were playing jazz, uh, but all of the kids wanted to play hip hop. But the hip hop that we were listening to at the time was Heavy D and the Boys, Slick Rick, Run DMC, LL Cool J, a little bit of Public Enemy, because they were just coming out. BDP, they were getting out productions before KRS-One did their thing. And at the time, where we were in terms of the music was a lot of the reflection of what we saw each other as black people, because at that point in time, realizing that some of the positive or some of the things that were very attractive to us at that time was uh, a different world, Um, the Cosbys. Everybody wanted to go to school. We were rocking our Malcolm X hats. I I still even have this. I used to rock this medallion in college. It was about knowledge. It's the it was the five percenters. It was it was uh, poor righteous teachers. It was it was it was um, uh, black sheep. So it came from when we're talking hip hop at that time. Hip hop was very educational, uh, and it was it, and it was power forward thinking because it it wasn't just shake your booty. It wasn't gang. It wasn't gang gangness. So, you know there was some. There was some stuff that had a little bit of conflict but it was almost because you got to re- remember when hip-hop we used a battle could turn to a break dance you know or battle rap uh, it, it, the culture was spray painting graffiti dancing pop locking that was hip-hop that's how it all started but of course we know it evolved because it's culture um uh, <clears throat> the music started to change see i was there when they didn't play hip-hop on on the radio until after six o'clock, before actually it was at, after midnight. Then they dropped it to six o'clock. Then at a, at a certain point of time, they allowed hip hop to be added on to R and B singles, like uh, Patty LaBelle feels like another one. Big Daddy Kane was on it, but they only played that version after six o'clock. But that's all of the, the the kids wanted to hear that version because hip hop had to move into a, a into a, a different space. See, I remember when there was Common and Paz K and, and all of this uh, and, the, and the main source and these cats that were saying some the Rhymes with leaders of the new school. Um, we're talking De La Soul. We're talking cats was rock, they were rocking the X hats, the cross colors. It was culture. It's about positivity. And at the same time, understanding who the people were, they're writing the checks. They don't look like us. Quite frankly, a lot of them aren't of the same from the culture in terms of religion that we were. They saw an opportunity to make money and they took advantage of it, I understand. So the music was different, but what happened was there was a group that came in, like you say, the NWAs of the world, and they changed the flow. Now the guys that were on early on rapping, we saw their development. We're talking brand newbians and groups like that. It's all positive and it's all black. But the thing about it is the music was the culture, and the culture can change the mind because anything that we do in terms of repetition becomes can come ingrained into our psyche. We were talking about being powerful, black, about self-independence, things of that nature. Then gangster rap popped in. There was an opportunity for it. There was a lane for it. Nobody thought it was going to take off like it is because as a guardian of the music, that's what I was. I'm not talking about it. Let me tell you about it. See, I was nominated for the Music Director of the Year Billboard magazine back in 95. I was nominated for it in 94. Billboard magazine, 94. I actually won it. Back in 1993. So... This ain't something That I I saw I was a part of it I was one of the gatekeepers So when we got music That was detrimental to the community We didn't play it But that didn't mean that it wouldn't get played In the clubs It didn't mean that it wouldn't come with a version That's clean To the point that we could play it But when the kids went out and purchased it They got all of the gang gang on it And that's what they wanted and the people that were putting it in place didn't care about our community that was my responsibility to put that in there but at a certain point the numbers outweighed the gatekeepers they had to, they had to, it was going to get on because what happened the record companies put pressure on the owners of the radio stations who put pressure on the general managers who had to talk to the program directors The music directors, we got to play this stuff. All right. Whatever. The numbers went up. We sold more advertising. So we got paid to poison us. See, I was there. I understand exactly what went on. So when we're talking about gangster rap and how it came in, it made money. It did well. But at the same time, it it turned our culture around from where the music originally started and it's all about growth and I understand that and it's a rep- it's a reflection of where we are and was it something that I think kind of messed the game up yeah because groups like Brand Nubians no longer got the budget because when you're in the music industry you can't do it on your own there is a budget that's allowed to you to promote your album per- get your per diem your promotion and things of that nature if you don't have that behind you you can't do nothing but sell it out the back of your car, and then you're not important enough. Cool thing about it is, I knew the guys that made the decisions found out what was going on. Those budgets were pulled from the positive rappers and gave and, and anybody that did detrimental or gangster rap, because that's where the money was. It was a business decision, definitely. And the folks that 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 put this in place the jimmy ivines the the uh um leor cohen's there's a there is a piece right now on youtube with the breakfast club where charlemagne called him
2: a hypocrite about putting it out putting but out wait but, but let, let me get a chance brother you kind of can i go Okay. Well, right. wait, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Before
1: I go, before I go to Kevin, because I, I, <laughs> I, I know you got a lot to say, Kevin. Let me ask yeah. Eric this question because, uh from my memory bank, I remember um a West Coast rapper, not part of N.W.A., uh, but he said something like, "Well, we didn't coin the term gangster rap. That was something that the media had coined." So do you think it was That's more true. so of the, the media? Because when when West Coast, because I was feeling more so of East Coast music, right? I was feeling more of the, the East Coast, the boom bap and the jazz that came along with it. And then, you know, the only songs I heard from NWA at that time without listening to the album, because at that time I didn't listen to that whole album straight out of Compton. But the songs that I was used to listening to, if it wasn't F the Police, it was Express Yourself. And Express Yourself i didn't hear a lot of game banging or anything in that particular song because it was a radio single
3: so yeah, you can't play you can play that on the radio <laughs>
1: yeah i mean yeah yeah i mean i play both, i play it sometimes of it. i play it sometimes on robert patillo show because we have that in wide orbit <laughs> express right. yourself from nwa and like the the rapper from the west coast said he also went on to say that in our world um California or those certain parts of California you know you're talking about Watts you're talking about Los Angeles you're talking about Compton and all those other places right like that's crip blood central you know we've seen a lot of police brutality we've seen a lot of black on black crime and all those things so we came from a world where we did not experience the same kind of things that people on the New, in the New York side in New York or in the East Coast experience. Oh, exactly.
3: so, so, so do you think so it saying, was? So you say. So you're saying, so saying Bensonhurst. Mm-hmm. You're saying that uh, the Central Park Five. You're saying that um, uh, Tawana Brawley. All of these, these things happen mm-hmm. on the on the West Coast on the East Coast Yeah, the New York, right. the New York right. City Police Department ain't giving nobody no breaks.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> I mean, let's them just them say, them. let's just say the LA, let's just say. Cl- Clip, um, Crip blood and LAPD, especially the LAPD, they, they you know, had a, a very I mean it, bad representation, and, they, I, and that's I, that's I, coming I think, from the West Coast rapper. Not my words, his words, not I mine.
3: Think, I think, I mean, everybody, every, every city. Like yeah.
1: Go
2: ahead. Go, no, let's, yeah, let's go ahead. Let's
1: go ahead, ahead Kevin. Kevin, in <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin.
2: <laughs> I'd like to get a chance. I've been sitting here pretty patient Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <I get> you <laughs> a, yeah, yeah. All right. So context is important um my brother mr eric i could tell you from an older generation like my um uh, like sean admitted he's east coast bias um for somebody like me long story short grew up on the south side of chicago right the, you mentioned the cosby show different world college all that stuff was fantasy to me i used to think that was some of the lamest now this is from a young me all that was corner to me, lame, black people didn't live like that because I didn't see it. But when I heard NWA, I saw that and it made sense to my environment. So here's what I mean by the context being important. You was talking about poor righteous teachers, brand newbie and knowledge yourself, the nations of gods and earth, the nation of Islam, all that influenced a lot of eighties hip hop. This is what's the key. There were a lot of gangs in New York around the 70s and 60s, but they cleaned it up right around the time of the cusp of hip hop popping off. That wasn't happening in Chicago. That wasn't happening in Houston. That wasn't happening in LA. It was mostly gang culture. They didn't have a Nations of Gods and Earth in LA presence like they did in Harlem. In Chicago, we didn't have a nation, and I can speak from my own experience, I didn't see no nations of gods and earth around my way, and even though the NOI headquarters is in Chicago, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, yeah, I was getting... about to tell you, <laughs> I didn't see. I, they were not in my neighborhood. You like you had that. the Panthers there, you had you had but that's before me. I'm um, young. Yeah, that didn't exist for my generation. The Panthers was gone by then. All that was gone. Crack, crack, and gangs was the thing in Chicago, the area I was in. And that was a story for a lot of people in the United States. Now, now in New York, crack was also there. But, the big, difference, but the, the big difference is they had something positive that was considered cool. And that's the nations of the gods and earth. A lot of them young boys that probably wouldn't be in gang banging out there doing all type of things. They were involved in that culture and the music reflected that. Now that's one point I want to make. So that's important the context. Another thing I want to make a point on is the hate that New York has always had, especially from that era for music outside of their boundaries. You're right. I mean, they wasn't just it wasn't just new, it wasn't just outside, it wasn't just West Coast. It's anybody the outside of the four
3: Everybody outside oh. of them,
4: they, the they, they,
2: they, they gave them hell. They gave each other hell. But let me tell you something. They didn't like each other, <laughs> let alone right, right. See, because it was money earning Mount Vernon, or it was right.
3: I mean, I, I mean, they had their sets
2: right. So, Run DMC, Beastie Boys, and LL Cool J were probably your biggest sellers when we Adventure talk down. about money Adventure. from the East Coast. Groups like Brand Nubian, Poor Righteous Teachers, Special Ed, Cool Rap—they were what I would consider mid-level. They sold pretty good, but a lot of them didn't even go gold. So let's not act like. They were making all this money off positive rap. It was just what they had. Now, when gangster rap came, what we call gangster rap now, but you could call it reality rap, hardcore rap. It got different names. The money came in, as we know, and corporations go where the money go. But a lot of these young brothers and sisters just telling their life from their perspective and their environment. Even, and, though tell, even though they even though they're telling the stories, it's still and not and every right. It's destructive, it's destructive to do it. but it was destructive where it was at. You can't expect a joker in the crack house to rap like Chuck B. That's not realistic. Well, I don't I don't expect it to be realistic. Well, you, mentioned, you mentioned you mentioned brand new and you want it in public in that's fine, but see you focusing on one aspect of rap. You ain't mentioned BDP's first album being called "Criminal." mind it. You've been you didn't winded. mention KRS One had a song called Nine Millimeter." Those Bang before NWA existed. You didn't mention Coogee Rap Trilogy of Terror. Roll I did, to I, the I, 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 I did. I did say I, no, no, no. Schooling say... D. Wait, hold on.
4: Schooling D.
2: <laughs> His first song, PSK. That literally stood for Parkside Killers. Oh, I, 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 I did say that there were songs that's said, uh, it was no that, that were that were de- just as detrimental. I but I wouldn't detrimental. I would be careful because they just speaking their truth. They're speaking what they're seeing. You know, it can't be one sided. So let me uh, before I get off subject, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let you go ahead and go. I just want well, to I I mean, I it's wanna a discussion, brother. That's why we're talking to each other. Right. I don't want to get off subject. So to the point of what Special Air said. He said it led to destruction of hip hop. I say no, because hip hop is still here. It's a multi-billion dollar business. A lot of black people are employed and off the street because of hip hop. So did it destroy hip hop? No, it did not. Did it destroy special ed? See, you gotta know who the messenger is. See, a lot of them New York rappers were bitter because they were so used to being here. And here come these Jerry Curl, these country sounding, these booty-bouncing people, they now they here, and they didn't like that.
1: Which, by the way, Special it, Ed had a Jerry Curl in that interview. Just stop, yeah, I he had a Jerry
4: Curl. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, that, was that
2: wasn't a Jerry Curl. <laughs> that was natural here, I think. But, um, <laughs> dang, you threw me off, Sean. I know, I know, um, no, 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 you're saying yeah, East Coast here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so... Coast. Coast. I'ma tell you, if Brand Newbie and them and Public Enemy was making the money N.W.A. and them were making, or Special ad was able to make more than P- two singles, he would not have a two real good songs. P.E. P- P- e sold a lot of records, a lot of records. Oh, yeah, over time, but they didn't sell like Oh yeah,
3: Nation of B- rap. Oh, oh, they were, they were, P.E. was one of the biggest uh, biggest
2: rap groups at the time. Definitely, I definitely, no doubt about it. No I mean, doubt it's about all relative to the time I- that they were in. But I'm right. saying, N.W.A. couldn't have destroyed hip hop. And I'm going back with Special Ed I think, said, I know I that's think. not what you're saying. I'm going back with Special Air said, because if it was only P.E., brand newbie, poor righteous teachers, hip hop wouldn't even exist right now. You need an N.W.A., you know why? N.W.A. busted the door open for another perspective on life, a whole different way of sounding, a whole different sound. The soft came in behind the West Coast, and guess who came in behind the South, the Midwest? It opened up the borders. So yeah, no, NWA did not destroy hip hop. If anything, they saved it. I think, and that's why we hear the today. I think,
4: and that's I think we're talking
2: about
3: what destroyed hip hop. Not the it's not the it's not the, the 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 genre. I think it's talking about the way that it it it, it if, the way that we started talking about each other. Because back in the day, we were talking about you know. Brothers gonna work it out. Blah blah blah. Can Nobody we cut on not. this? Can we can nope. we on this?
1: Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we on this? yeah. when hip
3: hop started? It was battle rappers. It was, it was it was it was it was the Sugar Hill Gang. It was the Cold Crush Crew. It was it was. I mean, they they had that thing. But at the same time, the bitches and the hoes and 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 all of the stuff that we hear today that we 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 glorify because it's from every like you said uh, from what sean said every 10 years it kind of changes the the music is so debauched at this point I, i have people sexy red come on man booty hole brown uh what's the i mean the stuff that they consume that are i would never let my kids listen to any of that stuff because the the Music is the soundtrack of your life. The reason why people don't like music at the beginning and after a while they singing the song is because of the repetition. He's like, oh my God, I'm singing the song I didn't like last week. You don't think people that hear those types of things think that eventually that is a realistic way to, li- to live your life. That's crazy. And the music is reflective of it. Matter of fact, the people that push it don't let their kids listen to it. And they tell you leo corn was so bold to say
2: hey it ain't my people yeah. he know it's destructive yeah. but we can't yes, people, see it. they listening to it though you better believe they listening to it but they but you know what i'm not i'm not seeing a jewish kid on the six o'clock news that's what oh, i'm not of course not it's not, not in not see. a mm-hmm. cultural seed. no you won't see that why why is
3: it in our cultural seed?
2: well that's that's a long story right there I don't know if we want to go there, but that's from, that goes back to slavery-wise and our cultural, sleep, see, because have you ever heard of Blowfly? Dolomite? Yeah! Meat Martin? You've heard of them, right? Yeah, I went I've You're seen it. Like, Pryor. I'm over. enough. I'm on the right. the You enough to see what might
3: perform.
2: Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy, all of them were saying bitches, hoes, dicks. Oh, can we cuss on
1: here? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> at
2: least at least I asked before. Yeah, I- <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought
1: about
2: it. But but hey, I'm a gangster rapper aficionado, bro. I, I, I don't mind cussing. But um, yeah, they was talking about all the B's and H's and Niggas and dicks and pussy. They were talking about all that before You wait. See a lot See, a lot of, and this is no disrespect to my elders, and I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to like our elder generation, even older than you. They like to keep a lot of that in the closet. And I understand. I was about, I was about to say that. Right. I, I understand that.
3: A Fred Sanford, I only way I could hear a Red Fox album, my mama had to be at work. Right. I grabbed it, I called my friends over, and we laughed. Right? And giggle about it. But see, now, the, difference is, the, the difference is this the difference is that us three been hung out, we heard it, we laughed right. and giggled about it. Right. But what we didn't hear it is in heavy rotation every three and a half hours mm. on right. every radio station and videos to go along with it. And then right. movies that depicted the same thing that they talked about in the music. So at right. that same, now you got different levels. Of entertainment as well as how you've engaged with the art and the culture and people think juice was for real. (laughs) I I thought juice was for real. I I I, ain't gonna lie. I
1: I, thought it was real.
3: Oh no, no, no. Let me tell you why. (laughs) Hold on. If you go pull up the clip with Money B um talking about Pac getting in the fight in Norfolk, cats in Norfolk, because I'm from Virginia, and I and I know the story because I heard about it, because I was down there at the time. Cat's ran up on Pac, says that Juice really, are you
2: really down? Are you really a badass for real? Is that Juice for real?
4: Yeah, they and, they did that out,
2: and they pulled out a piece on him because he popped. They did that because he popped, not just because of Juice. No, but what I'm saying is, yeah. if they never saw the movie Juice, would
3: they even have a reference for it? Because Pop played a gangster. They were testing his gangster because he was Pac. Is, really? it, is it? So the thing about it is you talk about it on your music yeah you play it you play you play a gangster in your in your uh in your really? movies but you come to a city where church street where, where were there real gangsters they had nothing to lose and they want to test your gangster because they saw you on television they hear you talking that crap are yeah. you really down or is it art yeah because I, I know have that, a that ran out the club i've heard that a lot you were gang ganging on the records but when those those real gangsters come up on you, that artistic part come out you and you take your ass home.
0: That, so the music
3: okay. is, the music yeah. ain't even see the thing about it is what was the rapper I just heard? He talked about the fact that people talking about all this gang gang, but y'all ain't really about that. Y'all won't even y'all don't even live the life that you even talk about. So what you're doing is poisoning your own
2: people on a lifestyle that you don't even live yourself. All right, well let me flip that. I'm glad you brought that up. Let's flip that about not living the life you rapping about. Public Enemy rapped about black power and black empowerment, black ownership and black, you know. Yeah. They were on a white own label. Russ associated labels with Leor and They were on a white owned label for was, the most part. It and was they never It, was, them, it, it was, they, wasn't they, was was it not Russ? Russ part of it, but their managers, because I looked it up, I was like, wow, managers are white? They had, and I'm like, so same with Brand Nubian. They was on a white label, but they, they were they're they're on Yeah, well, check they're. this out. People That's like a, Wait was, hold on. Only, how many black How many black labels were out at that time? But I'm okay. just funny. I'm talking about you can't you you can't no, we can't do that. They were rapping about black empowerment, black people, power to the people. Now NWA, Luke, and Gerald Boys. They were talking about bitches, hoes killing niggas, but guess what? They were on black owned labels. Does that make it right? No, but I'm just it's <laughs> funny. To think about that though. That yeah, they were being quote unquote detrimental, but they were actually living black power. They was employing black people, black label owners, black employees. So it's funny. When about, you but that, okay, I, but I, you
3: talk I, about you talk about at the most, if they're employing anybody, a hundred people. How many people? How much? How much of the music is destroying the culture? Because if I if I if it's hundred if it's hundred urban radio stations that's reaching about I don't know thirty million people, but you're employing hundred, so that offsets the third the thirty million people that hear the music. But thirty million people ain't committing crime. Well, no, no, thirty million people ain't committing crimes, but at the same time, we watched. We watch, And you can go statistically And look at the numbers Of graduation rates um, Education rates Where people Where we started to decline And that wasn't because of
2: slavery That was a choice but That's where it started But I know that ain't <laughs> I don't That's choice. not But that's where You asked me about the seed Where the seed got planted But like I said Okay But, but crack The prison industrial complex and all that existed. without. keep in mind that created gangster rap. Gangster rap didn't create that. Let's never lose perspective of that. the the stuff that they were talking was created by somebody else. Now we got to put it in context again. Okay. You got to add fantasy in there because we all grew up in America watching on Rambo movies, gangster (laughs) movies. So you got to put that in there. Another point I want to make before I forget because I thought about this. So, Big Daddy Kane and them, they rapped about how they could kill you on the mic. You don't know, right. put a quarter in your ass because you played yourself for. Right, 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 right. right. You like a fly, Dot, dot, dot. Right. People outside New York that wasn't battle rappers, they battled by saying, yo, keep messing with me, I'm gonna smoke you like this, shoot you like- It was just a different way of doing things. Now that don't literally mean all the time, they literally meant I want to shoot you. But I think that's how you got to put all that into a pipe And that's where you get a lot of your gangster rap from and I It's think a mixture of fantasy A mixture of reality And it's a mixture of a different way of looking at I wouldn't say battle rhyming But bra- braggadocious rap That's what I'm trying to say I You know I mean, when you got your East Coast rappers all they talk about Yo, I'm flying, I got this, I I'm got shining. this You ain't got this I'm shining I, I think the gangs, The quote-quote gangster rappers else was more like, "Yo, I'm about this. I got this. You come over here and do this to me. I'm gonna do this." I'm gonna... I think that's the contrast. So, so, so Kevin, so Kevin, you don't, you don't think that?
3: Uh, oh no, I, I, I don't. I can't tell you what you think. Um, to hear those type of lyrics over and over and over again, we joke about the drink champs. We out on a Friday. We bumping the music. We sipping on whatever we're sipping on. Police ride past us. Fuck the police. We've been listening we've we've been we've been going on, on our way to the club 20 minutes. We all, we all, we, we, we got nice at the house. We nicer in the car. Police come by. We playing NWA. Cops roll by. Are we gonna say fuck the police when we see it? We little tipsy. Some may, some may not. I would let me tell you. I I, I, I think about myself as an educated man, even back then, and I was there when, when after police was out, right. I was at Virginia Beach when we did when the riots went down, and I was I was at the beach when NWA, the only ones dressed in black and hoodies, in eighty degree, ninety degree weather, Labor Day weekend, Black College weekend, everybody would come. Everybody was fucked the police, talking crap to the police the whole time. The music was blasting. College at Deltas, Qs, our best and brightest, all new music. And we reacted to the artists that were there. Now, most of those folks would never have done that. They all grabbed, they, they were, the most expensive college at the time was Hampton University. It was across the street and half of the people there were from Hampton. I, I I understand what music will, can do to people because when I was in college, when a woman came over to my to, to our rooms, we ain't had hip hop playing, we had our slow tape because we was trying to set the mood. We won't playing, we won't playing New York rap, we won't playing LA rap. We playing Anita Baker, Luther Vandross, because we trying to set the mood. Because music will set the tone for you. So when you're talking about um, the fact that it was fantasy I say some fantasy Some fa- some of it is fantasy
4: Definitely.
3: There are a lot of people that don't look at it Look at it as fantasy There have been a number of folks That have tried to blame rappers uh, For why they have committed crime They do it all the time I don't know if it's a good defense But people do it all the time I'm sure you've heard about that Kevin mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is you can the music can inculcate you music can if you allow it to give you a false sense of empowerment like we talked about BDP and well we talked about the Nubians you know because everybody was talking positive nobody was saying anything bad about it because it was a reflection of where we saw ourselves as black people I think what happens is when people see the sexy raids of the world or or the drill rap or and people are dying. I mean, I, I was there when I was there when I was there when I remember when Biggie died. I remember who called me when Pog died. I I was on the air when Big L died. I remember when I remember when everybody died. Being a rapper shouldn't been a shouldn't have been a death sentence. I never heard. I me, mean, Smokey Robinson's still around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Temptations are still around. Some of them cats are still around. Mm-hmm. So is it a reflection of of of, of um.
2: The, the the drama or the or the violence that went along with it? It's a reflection of street culture. I mean in the streets, that's the code of the streets. A lot of them made the mistake and tried to carry that over into the music business. So you especially wrong when he said that, because it's not a, I don't think he killed hip hop. I
3: think he talked to I think he, it was bigger than that. It's that when we talked about gangster rap introducing into the culture, that's when the culture started to as a people started to take a dive not necessarily the music or the genre itself because Mm -hmm. like you said you're true it's it's a billion dollar industry it's a it hadn't died it's, it's growing it's growing and it's growing but
2: was it a detriment to our people when it became so popular i would never deny that gangster rap has some negative i mean that's obvious has some negative influences on people i mean Right, that could be said about almost any genre if you find certain things. But gangsta rap was blatantly face. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty, face, <laughs> it was pretty much know, with <laughs> things that some people consider negative. But I think you were really generalizing because I keep saying you, I keep hearing you say that it was about our people being positive. I think you're going by your, which is the only thing you can go by is your experience. But what I'm trying to tell you from somebody a little younger and from maybe a different side of the track right that wasn't my experience and i get it now we heard about black power and all that too but we saw a lot more of prostitutes crack dealers and stuff like that me fortunately i had a good balance pretty good balance growing up right so i kind of seen both sides i never seen like a real rich side but middle class to poor but i think about them brothers and sisters that never even seen middle class they don't relate to that a lot of the other stuff, different world, Cosby Show, the black medallions, a lot of them didn't relate to that. And plus, I remember it was a line, I think it was somebody in the N.W.A. said, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, something about the black medallions don't get you paid. You know, and that's just the truth. That's, it was, And this it, is absolutely the truth. That's just the truth, that gangster rap was so different, based in some realism, based in some fantasy, because it all wasn't 100% true. We know that. It was some fantasy involved. And me growing up, I knew a lot of it was fantasy. I never took it literal. And a lot of my friends never really took it literal. Now, were we influenced sometimes in certain things? I would never deny we wasn't. Definitely an and influence. What, that's no denying about that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, mean. that's. We were—I mean, you was influenced. We all get influenced by music. Uh, yeah. like I told you when the girls came no. over, you had to need a We no. the influence was what we wanted it to be—the no. outcome. But most of my friends that did crime or did real dirt, or if I did in a little dirt, right. I was gonna do it regardless of gangster rap existed or not. Now that's the truth. That crime, people getting killed—that's gonna happen whether the gangster rap is here or not. Because you still got poverty on the streets. You still got people that let knowledge yourself. Right. If gangsta... People were killing each other to temptations and all that stuff. <laughs> and I'm going to give you the prime example. Scott Rock got killed before gangsta rap existed. Yeah. He got shot. I remember. Now, NWA didn't exist. New York. That's why when y'all, y'all were talking, well... Uh... I was like, did y'all not know New York was crazy as hell, too? No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. That that's why I know what with Sean, what you said about express yourself. It's a line in there that Dre said, and I may have it wrong. He said, knowing you use profanity at home, but scared to use it when you're on the microphone. See, they was see, a lot of people was fronting and was scared to speak their truth because it wasn't popularized. Well, NWA was like. We don't mind saying this, y'all. Some let's take Coogee Rap for example. He didn't talk about. He didn't make a lot of songs talking about bitches and hoes. He had a song called Talk Like Sex," where he was kind of vocal, but he, his whole schnick was never like about bitches, hoes, and pimping. Right, right. But he's actually being charged with beating women, but he didn't rap about it. Think about that for a second. But well, but we but the thing about it nah, is,
3: but, that's that's hold, on, hold, on, hold on, we got to be on, careful. Hold on, hold on.
2: No. Master P, Scarface, with Dr. Dre has, or Ice Cube. Yeah, you know, you know right? Drake. Yeah, yeah, I know that one. Yeah. Hell, he, he, he beat up with radio personality. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's an exception. But let's think about it Luke, Scarface, Willie D. Um, who else I can think of? Uh, somebody from 36. I've never heard of them being charged with killing anybody or beating no women or nothing.
3: Well, I don't think it. I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily the the artists themselves. I think it's the like you said, the influence that the music have over the kids that were listening to it, or the young <laughs> men that were listening to it. So it was, the, well, it was not necessarily the artist itself. It's the it was they. You know, Ed wasn't saying NWA as you know, Dre won't this and and Cube won't this. There was like the music that became popularized because I remember at one time you couldn't play. Hip hop after six o'clock, and you damn sure couldn't play it if it had curse in cursing words in it. Right. You can never get it over because, first of all, at that it. time, the FCC would come in and say, you can't, there were seven words you couldn't say. And if, there, if it was ever, ever put on the radio, they could pull your license. So the record companies already knew if it came across their desk, nah, we can't send that to the radio stations because they can't play it because they're going to lose their
2: license. Right. And now we can we get away with that. saying that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> well, that goes to my point. I'm glad you brought that up. That I always hear people talk about this agenda with gangster rap. But really, people did not want gangster rap out there. Like no. they fought tooth and to get like no like people always say the white people put it out. I think sometimes we give white supremacy a little too much credit. They did not want gangster rap out there. They did everything they could. To keep gangster rap off the radio mm. until oh you oh yeah until when yeah. go ahead go ahead. until when until yeah. when yeah until, until Dr. Dre dropped the Chronic and he made gangster rap accessible to radio because I seen something recently I said damn I never thought about it. like that's a good point. The Chronic made gangster rap digestible because he was rapping over smooth beats. It wasn't ultra aggressive. It was still gangster, but it he wasn't was as hard as-
3: he was, he, he was rapping over music that program felt-
2: directors knew because it was it was by right. George Clinton in the parliament. Exactly, and it was accessible. It wasn't as hard, it wasn't as aggressive as Ghetto Boys or Two Live Crew and so on and so forth. But anyway, I, I got off subject there. Um. Let me go back to it was something I- Oh, I want to make this point real quick before we get off and before I forget, cause we get. I don't want to get too far. Off. Special Ed, right? And why? And I'm tell you why I think he a hater, and I, <laughs> I, I use that word loosely, cause I know a lot of these New York rappers and these New York biased people are haters. They have always hated on music outside of their region. And I'm trying to show you why. They hated,
3: I we they hated
2: on their own shit, so yeah. But they really hated on people from other regions. So. Special Air sat up there and said he picked Wu-Tang because Wu-Tang is for the kids and they kick knowledge. That's one of the biggest lies you could tell. Wu-Tang talked more gangster. Some I just seen the, I just seen an interview with MC 8 and he made a point. Wu-Tang is damn near the NWA of the East Coast. Of the East Coast.
4: That's
2: so right. they show you he a hater. Like I'm like, why would he say that? But he when he you know what he's really saying? He's really saying, damn. East Coast was on top. I was making my little money with my two little songs, I Got It Made and On The Magnificent, and here come these Jerry Curl trash-talking jokers out of some old Compton, California. They making millions of dollars, and not nobody want to hear my On The Magnificent, and I Got It
4: Made, or, that's
2: what he really or, was saying. Or,
3: <laughs> or, or he would, or to go back to what you said, <clears throat> NWA opened up the NWA for the East Coast. They ma- ma- it. Ma- meaning that it wasn't the fact he was a hater, is the fact that was it Jimmy Iovine that owned uh, Interscope?
1: Interscope, yeah.
3: Was I- or did he own Loud? Loud was
1: no, no, no. Loud no, was, no, was um, Steve,
3: Steve Rifkin Steve Rifkin, oh, yeah. Rifkin owned Loud. Iovine owned Interscope. Yeah, both right. of them. What Kanye said, <laughs> right. and when one member of the tribe because they work well together told the other member of the tribe on the east coast you can can make the same type of music go out to the same type of people because like you said NWA may have opened the door for the west coast or the east coast NWA or the Wu-Tang Clan not that he's necessarily hating on uh, 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 NWA because they're from the west because what they open the gate to. No, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, Kevin.
1: Out. Hold on, Kevin, I want you to hold that thought. We're going to take a break. It's the Beat Break Morning Show. Hold that thought if you can remember, you Kevin, emotions. because I, I want to finish this conversation for those. We got to pay some bills, we got the top of the hour. We got Kevin, we got Eric, we got this conversation. A lot of people are tuning in. Uh, this is a very, very spicy conversation So Hank, hold on to your hey, thought, Kevin you We'll be right up. back hey, <laughs> We'll be right back It's the Beat Break Morning Show We're going to pay some bills they Like today said,
2: Put your weight on it <laughs> Put your weight on it We're going to hear what <laughs> Kevin had
1: to say yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all tripping Y'all so silly some bill, Mike. <laughs> We'll be right back we're Right here on the Beat Break Morning Show Y'all keep it locked
0: Sean Garvey is the MC. So respect the architect, it's up against the bill. DJ Rollam is the DJ.
4: Go DJ, that's my DJ. Go DJ, that's my DJ.
0: And Star Kells fills you in on what's trending.
4: Okay, do anything for clout. Do anything for clout.
0: The Beat Break Morning Show. Tune in and tap in.
1: All right, we're back. Welcome back to the Beat Break Morning Show, second hour of the Beat Break Morning Show. Sean Garvey with Eric Lee, media consultant, and the uh, host of his own podcast, ladies and gentlemen, uh, co-host of Shooting the Breeze Conversation with a DJ. Also, the co-author, co-author I should say, of GOAT50, Kevin Robinson, Kevin Tick Robinson, right here on the Beat Break Morning Show. For those who are just tuning in, We are having a healthy conversation of East Coast versus West Coast hip hop. (laughs) All right. So I'm just putting a little bit of light to the conversation because it got got spicy. It got spicy in the first hour. I'm just being honest. (laughs) But for those who are just tuning in, um, we're talking to these two great hip hop heads about a recent comment that uh, Hip Hop Pioneer Special Ed One of the hip hop, one of the uh, pioneers of hip hop, Special Ed, made a comment on a recent episode of Drink Champs with Nori and DJ EFN about his take on West Coast rap, gangster rap, as they call it, coming in and being somewhat of the destruction to hip hop to where hip hop took a different turn due to the fact that, you know, East Coast brought hip hop which was more so on a conscious level It was more so on a knowledge tip. But then when NWA came in um, and brought in that gangster rap, that's when things made a paradigm shift in hip hop. And so far, Eric and, and Kevin, um, you know, given their different perspectives on things. So I, before the break, Kevin, you was about to say something. I want you to go ahead and say it. Cause I don't want you to lose that train of thought you had before we went to a break. So, you, we can pick up where we left off at. And then I'll come in and um, I, I, I want to also address a few things that I shared with Eric offline. Because, once again, we had this conversation uh, a few days ago prior to the making of this show, Eric. And uh, I want to make sure I get that off my chest before we move forward. But let me go back to Kevin. And,
2: uh, Kevin, go ahead with your thoughts. Okay, I'll keep it short as I can. I'll keep it short. <laughs> so it, the contrast what I was saying about Special Ed being a hater, and I use that word loosely. I mean, I don't uh, just... But yeah, I felt there was some hate there because he he literally said, or I'm paraphrasing a tad that Wu Tang acknowledged and they were for the kids. See if he didn't add that part that showed You're me not. that <laughs> he showed his bias toward East Coast rappers when Wu Tang talked. Do you know? Do y'all really? Do y'all listen to Ghostface Killer? Have y'all heard some of the yeah. stuff oh, yeah. Ghostface? Yeah,
0: oh,
4: y'all yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: ghost. So for him to say that that was a huge flag on the plate because i was like huh now if he compared them to public enemy he would have said that i probably we probably wouldn't even be having the conversation because i'd be like well yeah Yeah, different enemy, enemy, yeah. but he said wu-tang can't he going by what old dirty bastard said on his stage when he said wu-tang claims Kings for the kids yeah, yeah 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 he said and they did kick knowledge no doubt about it now wu-tang definitely had knowledge i'm not saying they didn't NWA also had knowledge in their music. A lot of it. For me, in my experience, not having to follow around, I learned a lot from Ghetto Boys, NWA, um, DJ Quick, um, Pac, Jay-Z Nas. I've learned a lot from them. Just life lessons, different perspectives, different ways of looking at things. I would I guess if we talk, I, I think.
3: Like I said, I think where he where he was really I guess what he was trying to get to is the the degradation of the music because the music like you said the the the, the stories at the time weren't the hardcore gangster. Uh, it wasn't the ones that like you said made the radio. And you like you said the what uh, Dre made it softer to, for everybody to come in because I remember I watched the mu- music change because at the time we would get the CD single you get the you get the 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 main the main edit instrumental and album cut you know you won't go play the album acapella. it's sometime the album sometime, sometime acapella right. for the guys that like to mix right so we i watched the music that came in start to change and where most of the music started coming from based on the fact that gangster rap was then E forty can after after NWA I got them all E forty yo yeah I mean uh yeah. Domino uh oh, no software.
2: yeah
3: yeah, so, yeah everybody's talking I mean it just it was an over flooding of the market so but these See, was that's a little bias well when I'm saying that when mm-hmm. I, it's not it's not it's it's not being biased I'm telling you what came in. What what was coming in at the time? This right. was coming in. It was ghetto boys. It was all all of the rapalite record stuff coming in. All that stuff was coming. There was wasn't no South yet because the South hadn't had nothing to say at the time. At that, at that time, what time? Was early on, before there before no, ninety
1: four, before, before ninety five. There,
3: no, there was there was no there was no Outcast. Absolutely. There was exactly. no out, there was no Outcast. There was there none of the Dungeon. No, I mean in terms of record companies. Oh, bringing, okay, okay. Bringing music. It was I mean, too many, it was, of course they had rappers. Yeah, rappers everywhere, but in terms of influence that was coming across the desk of programmers on a whole lot of music coming from the south, unless it was bass music in Luke or the right. 95 okay. south. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, okay. The 95 south. You know, that was all party music. Right. You know, whoop there it is. I mean, we everybody, you know, uh Tutsi roll, all that was party
2: music.
4: We, they had
2: naked women in the videos too though. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I know they they were half naked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they didn't look, but they didn't. You know, the thing about it is, you can't see that on the radio. <laughs> we're talking about the, the the influence of the music that we had to put on the air, but it and was like, edited, right? What the um, the music you put on the radio? Oh yeah, it had to be edited, and if it wasn't, but the thing about it is, the uh, you know, the I mean, there were it wasn't it wasn't like the, the rhymes was that complex that you didn't know what the lines were, that were right. Taped. You know you know you know uh, if, if, what's coming after figure
2: right right, <laughs>
3: <V-v-> right. <laughs> well, they right. knew what was coming right so um no i mean i watched the music change i watched it go from that 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 party type of music to the to the uh to the inspirational to gangster um uh, to you know east i guess you i would you know they they try to they try to put everybody gangster that was a rapper at a certain point in time, uh, you know, because you know Diddy ain't. I, I've heard people call Diddy a gangster rapper. I was like, really, Diddy, a, a shiny suit it rapper? Was, <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't all calling them that, you know. So I remember Dolores Tucker, user <laughs> from what, from from what from what uh, from Pac. I remember when they put all the music out there and took a steamroller
2: and ran over the cassettes in New York. That was Al Sharpton. Yeah, Reverend Calvin Butts, huh? Reverend Calvin Butts and them, <laughs> Calvin Butts. I think that was his name. He was involved in that rolling over the tape.
3: Rolling, rolling over the tapes. So, yeah. so the thing about it is, when we talk about, they weren't doing. that all came after gangster rap because they saw the influence of what was going on. Yeah, and like and like they didn't you said, understand it. They, <laughs> Bill, Bill Clinton, Mr. Bob Doe, you too old? <laughs>
2: how game, you how to get, exactly. thank right. right. exactly. you Exactly Exactly. Hit you with the hot tracks you know? right.
1: I, I want to jump in real quick and say something Because I shared this with you, Eric, offline And the, the conversation that we're having Is somewhat the same, to me Is somewhat the same As the record that Common put out Years ago uh, Was it off of the Resurrection It was off of the Resurrection album And it was of course Which we know to this very day I used to love her And many of us thought that When when we first heard that record Many of us thought that It was about a woman right But he was talking about The same thing that Uh, you Eric just said about the transition of hip hop of how it used to be on the east coast and how it was about having fun and knowledge and stuff but when she moved to the west coast it became something completely different and what also just to add caveat to that what also sparked um, from that record that Common did back in what 93 94 was the beef between him Ice Cube and West Side Connection
3: because they they, don't even realize that cube had a had beef with common i was like i'm old enough to remember when they had beef
1: oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah definitely this was way before the the barbershop thing because obviously they made up later on but but you know from what i from what we were told it was a misunderstanding from that record I think Common knew what he was doing I think Common at that time Had the same kind of mindset that Eric Lee (laughs) Had
3: He ain't stupid He he a long way from that
2: Common is is East Coast biased See He from Chantel But but I'm from Chicago from you (laughs) You He's from another side of the track See like Cube said If you don't do gangster rap you shouldn't really speak on it See East Coast has a certain sound, okay? The boom bap beats, and it's usually heavily technique rhyming. Very heavy on the technique and the wordplay, okay? So you don't have to be from New York to be East Coast biased. You could just like that sound no matter what region you're in. Comment comes from the tree of De La Soul, mm-hmm. Tribe Called Quest, Black Sheep. Native Where towns. they from? Where they from? New York. Huh? New York. New York. So, he also had that attitude of, who are these people coming in here talking all this loud mess, all this gangster stuff I don't relate to, it like you didn't relate to it, which is respectable. You shouldn't relate to it. No, let's let me be clear. I am not defending the right for people to be ignorant, hurt <laughs> each other. I'm not defending that. I'm defending right, right, the right, right of dealing with reality. That's all I'm, def- I'm I'm not saying that's how it should be. I'm just saying that's what it is if that makes sense. I'm not saying that's how it should be, that's how it is. So Kanye came from that side of the track also where that was kind of foreign to him. You know, he was a college kid, come from a two-parent home. With the Florida Florida A&M. Yeah, he didn't relate to that. You just said it yourself earlier. You was in college. You was watching Cosmic Show, different work. So you see the you see the pattern, Sean. Yeah, but the thing about it is, I was raised in the hood. I didn't get out the hood until I was
3: nineteen. I was I, my place. The place where I'm from is from Newport News, Virginia. They call it Bad News.
2: Yeah, I but what year is this? What year is that?
3: Eighty. I left. I left the hood probably in eighty
2: nine. Okay. Yeah. All right, you left the hood, so when were you in college? Eighty-five to ninety. Yeah. But I, I lived. I still went
3: home. Right. I still well, obviously, you wasn't in. You wasn't doing hood things like that. I no, mean, uh, I don't
0: know. I, I, the thing, you know. But I listened
3: to the music. I wasn't crazy enough to try that bullshit. That right. was so I'm, I'm surrounded by cats. Three three quarters of my life, all we trying to do is become the next. The, the the next Oprah Winfrey, at see, the time he, she was the hottest thing. Me,
2: so you so had so a whole different outlook on life. See what I'm oh, saying? I didn't. Yeah.
3: So we but believe me. I went to I went to a HBCU. You know how many drug dealers was on the yard posing as
4: students? Yeah, you know, but I'm you went to
2: the fact that you was in college like that wasn't even real to me. I'm trying to tell you, my that was something that you just heard about on TV. Like seriously, I was I always thought that that was just so. Well, you know what? It might be, you know what? It may be a
3: little different for you because where I lived, Hampton University was three miles from me. Norfolk State was across the tunnel. Virginia State was 60 minutes up the road. The sea, I mean, we've, on, on the East Coast, there is an influx of HBCUs up and down the coast. So people, I mean, it's, it's not... Black college life isn't uncommon to people in the hood, cause most of the black colleges are where? In the hood. Now Hampton ain't is on the water. But Virginia State smack dead in Petersburg. Norfolk State, smack dead in Norfolk. Right down there, not too far from Church Street. So mm-hmm. we see it. I mean, you know, the thing about it is, I think what we like you said, you didn't you didn't you that wasn't a reality for you. But it was a reality for Common and some other. I I got a lot of friends from Chicago that went to school with me, and that's what I'm saying, right?
2: So now it's not like like it was was too foreign for people from Chicago. It was foreign but to my point, that's what I'm saying. Common had a whole different perspective on it because of his background and his education. But people that don't have that perspective, gangster rap was very normalized because that's the way we talk. You know, and not every single body. Like I said, I'm not sit the and Act like I was just some ignorant savage. But what <laughs> I'm saying is, I definitely understood the lingo. I definitely understood.
3: Where well,
2: we black kids. We let's
4: well,
3: say educated black kids. Black kids. We I understood everything that they were I,
2: saying on "Yiggins for Life." <laughs> yeah. I that was one of my favorite albums. Right i love that but let me just say this real quick back to Rashawn's point about comment that and also what you were saying about the way they ushered in man we needed nwa to come out because it gave everybody permission to speak their mind because the message kicked it off really grandmaster flash and them kicked it off with the message because ice cube ice T, all of them say the messages were kind of made them say oh i can actually tell my reality but Wait, you, but before i lose you. my thought. um. I think I just lost it. Um, it'll come back. Yeah, it'll, it'll come me. back. Mm-hmm. But um, they was trying to say that gangster Rap was meant to put out a message that this is what we're seeing. We may not be living it, but this is what we're seeing. This is our truth mixed in with some fantasy, like I said, because you got to... You got to put in all the movies they've seen all the stuff they heard and this is what we're going to put out and by them it came back to me by them ushering that back in they ushered in a lot of good music a lot of diversity in hip-hop do y'all think hip-hop would still be around if all we had was people that rap like p.e and poor righteous teachers
3: i don't know man because nobody thought either.
2: hip-hop was going to get to honestly <laughs> now do you no, think no, hip-hop that would, that would be if every if every cause you know how boring that is? If every rapper rapped
3: like wasn't, everybody wasn't rapping like that, you had heavy D. like you said, you had cats you had Luke. Are we you got us on a uh, replay back yet? Yeah, and myself again. No. Okay, we good oh, yeah. no, I mean you you I mean they weren't the only ones out there. I mean they were they were cats I, I, I mean, cause I remember back where I'm from, man, we had Mad Skills, Missy Elliott, we had um you know, uh,
2: Timberland, Magoo. I mean, everybody wasn't rapping like they were from New York. But well, that's later, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'm talking about that's because N.W.A. ushered in a diversity in rap that was needed because it opened the door for Luke, Ghetto Boys, all the rappers from Chicago, Memphis, Atlanta, and Luke so Luke was out before them. I, don't remember huh? I think Luke was out before them. Before who, N.W.A.? Yeah. Yeah, they were. They yeah. were.
3: And uh, then they uh, let's not forget,
2: run. let's not forget my favorite West I, I ain't gonna say that.
3: <laughs> Actually, I do like him. Hammer. hammer. I like, I, I yeah. like, yeah. But hammer. hammer, but you know what? Who was the real ga- Hammer was a real gangster. Nah. Yeah, he was. B- but Relative, yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. i w I've hung out with them folk. I I've been
2: hammer, hammer I, had ties. I don't oh. think he was gangster like that. No. Nah. He won't go over. He had ties though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm he talking a, about him personally. He the gangster. He the
3: uh, gangster. Right. He the worst kind of gangster. The one, the the the
2: one coming. <laughs> 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 <Jeez>. <laughs> I, I the one. Yeah. He the one. But yeah, man. He the one in the cut. He gonna say a whole lot. It's people. Yeah, but it was a, a lot. It was a lot of East Coast hate, man, toward that gangster rap. Well, the I know they hated camera. They hated him. And I love him. Yeah,
4: yeah. Oh, they hate him. Yeah. Master
2: Ace. He even had an album called Slaughterhouse, where he was making fun of gangster rap. On um, Black Sheep album, a wolf in sheep's clothing. The one of the first songs on the album is called "You Mean on Night," where where Drez is rapping extra tough and talking about kicking his mama in her pee, and he just acting all crazy. He was making fun of gangster rap. I used to love her by comment was a slight at gangster rap obviously it was a good record it, though. it was a good yeah. record but context is so important man that gangster rap what we call gangster rap has a right to exist um we need to hear all sides of the story but
3: I, like, I, I believe you i you know i get it but i still yeah. it still doesn't it still doesn't stop the the fact that the music was detrimental it was it, it was it, the, the music that you hear you said you you said it yourself that it 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 would it, it had a whole lot of influence. It definitely had influence. You can't deny that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, what would they? <laughs> yeah. it, it, it wasn't influence to say, you know what? I'm my brother's keeper.
2: Uh, my brother mess up, I'm gonna put him down. That's not. But see, that's where you got to be careful. That's kind of a. Ju- I don't think it influences as many people as bad as you think. I don't think so. I think you got your exceptions, of course, obviously. Some people was put here just to eat ice cream, and that's all they're gonna do anyway. So I mean, gangster rap—whether they heard of gangster rap or they heard David Ruffin—they probably gonna kill somebody anyway. So I mean, but me and speaking from my experience, I can't speak from nobody else. From my experience, a lot of the guys I grew up with—we love gangster rap. Being young and immature. Why did you, why, why did you love it so much? Versus, I'm, about, I'm just about to break it down. Being young immature and we always know that entertainment people love entertainment whatever's then you add in the fact that something that's supposed to be forbidden like you were saying about your Red Fox albums like you used to have to wait that that feeling of that, all that, and you got to think I'm about 10 between 10 and 14 years old so I don't supposed to be listening to this you know and but I messed around listening to it for the humor, listening to it to be rebellion. I messed around and found a lot of jewels in the music. When I actually got past the um the initial entertainment, just the cussing, I actually started realizing like, wait a minute, that made a lot of sense. Wait, wait, what? I've heard that. So what I'm saying is- How many your friends later?
3: dissected the music like that?
2: Huh? How many of your friends dissected the music like that? Personally, quite a few. That's what I'm telling you. From my, I don't. I'm trying to think honestly, man. I can't think of many of my friends or associates that literally was out here and they listened to a lot of gangster rap that was out here committing crime. Now some were, like I said, you always got. But it's that's, good definitely. You said they were they were, they were listening to Chardonnay and they kill somebody. Oh uh, yeah, murder <laughs> you know, around when, murder was around since the beginning. I mean, come on, man, we don't want I mean, to go. People be- going people gonna kill regardless. That's poverty. Now, gangster rap could fuel some of that, no doubt about it. You know, if you got a certain mind state, and it depending on your mental capacity, definitely gangsta rap may influence you to do something stupid. You, but you, you're a young cat, but you still know. If I say it, say it
3: loud. I'm black and I'm proud. Yeah. When you're talking to music, when you're talking the generation of the music at that time, where black was beautiful, Afro. I mean, it's funny because I go back and look at some of the old yearbooks from college, not just my years, my years, my, everybody's suit and tied up. Young brothers, everybody's suit and tied up. Everybody, every everybody got their big afros, the, the, the poke chops. Yes. Yeah. The, the, the bell bottoms, but yeah. they had a certain amount of pride in what they did. And the music is probably a reflection of who they were because like you said they go always be killers and things of that nature but if you think about you know those cats they, they that would be the the baby boomers those those were the last generation of black folks that were segregated because I'm first generation segregated desegregated I'm Gen X right so when i look back at that that the music that they were listening to, you know, bring the boys home, all all of that stuff from back in the day. Marvin Gaye, you know, the the that that whole, you know, uh, the, the 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 consciousness music that he put in place. That Barry Gordy was going whip his ass because Barry wanted the nice and fluffy stuff that Motown had in place. But then Marvin put that put that album together, the 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 um, what's going on album, and hit because black people moved in their consciousness at that time and the music reflected that, the James Brown, the Marvin gays everybody was putting out that type of music. And then it went from that to disco to hip hop that they didn't think that was going to last. And then hip hop picked up because hip hop was party music originally, good times. These are the, it took a bunch of chic records. Then it, like you said, the message, remember, Broken glass everywhere. People pissing on the steps. You know, they just don't care. I can't take the smell. I can't take, can't the, noise. take the noise. I got
2: no money to move out. I guess I got no choice. And that's, why, a- and, that birth, and that's what birthed gangster Rap right there. Mm. But the thing about it is the creativity of what they said. They told the story. They called it the message.
3: You heard the record. You said, oh, man, they're telling the tellin story about this.
2: That's same. Wasn't
3: about, yeah. It wasn't about, you know, from what from what we think of gangster rap is the is is the the killing of each other in the music and some of the some of the lines the, the 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 violence of 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 the music the message wasn't violent the message was the message people like you said that could relate to it you said we seen broken glass everywhere we seen people piss on the steps they just I can't take the smell I can't the, I ain't got no money to move out guess what I ain't got no choice got rats in the front room roaches in the back there's a damn junkie in the alley with a baseball, baseball bat to
2: my point exactly
3: so that was a story that didn't feel. that didn't feel so you as you said like as you said you know what you so you're saying that's the uh that's the
2: appetizer to what to the main course <laughs> because they they because i've heard, i've listened to interviews where ice t and them literally said. The Whether they're lying or not, but no, they no, everybody says the message. Hell, yeah, the record. That, and made it made a tone out of it. That gave him permission to speak their truth. They was like, "Wait, huh?" Because they thought they had to rap about partying and you know and stuff like that to get on. And a lot of groups tried to rap like that because that's what was the money was at. Because you know, N.W.A. actually, they didn't exist. Dr. Dre was trying to put out a group called HBO Homeboys Only or something. Oh, there was wait, some wait. New- Oh, yeah. what, what was the group when he did "Turn Off the Lights"? World Class Wrecking Crew. World Class Wrecking
3: Crew. Yeah.
4: The,
2: the silky, but, silky glove on. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm I'm talking. I'm telling you to my point of how influential East Coast was, and when these other people realized that the East Coast wasn't messing with them, and they said them. so. And I'm I'm trying sum this up as quick as I can. So NWA, right. they had the HBO. There was a group from New York because that one was popular at the time. New York rap. Ghetto Boys, the first edition of the Ghetto Boys, they rap like Run DMC also, because that is what was selling. It was the sound. It was the sound. But they realized New York wasn't showing them love like that, even when they was rapping like them. So you couple that in with the message and all type of other things, they realize, you know what? Why not just be myself and talk about what I want to talk about? And I loved that. Good or bad, speak your truth. It's not on me to raise your kids. You raise your kids. Speak your truth and let me digest it. And you can't we can't control what everybody do. I know we want to act like we all gonna turn into this collective half-mind. That's never gonna happen. People are influenced by what they're influenced by. Most people I think are genuinely good. Most people are not committing crime. I think that could I be don't believe mean. that they are, but I right. You always gonna have your exceptions. You know, you always gonna have your exceptions to the rule. I, I wanna if say rap Yeah. Good. now I, I wanna
1: say this. Um you just said keyword, you said influence. NWA, even Dr. Dre and Cube said this, that they were influenced by public enemy. If you go back and you listen to that record, uh what's that, that big record they did, Fight the Power, right? Flavor Flay said, F, "F, yeah, F John Wayne, right? F, saying F John Wayne on a record is just as much um, true. Good just point. as much as saying F the police, because the police. at that That's time, right. at that That's time, John point. Wayne, John Wayne was
3: America's hero. And he said
2: Elvis was a racist.
3: That's big. Elvis never meant shit to me He was straight out yes. And playing Fuck yes. him and John Wayne Cause no That's, that's a good they point Sean That's a good point But you But yeah. the thing But, but, the thing, but we, when we listening to When we listened to P.E. Cause most of the music mm-hmm. Was all about You know um, Black empowerment Farrakhan's a prophet And I think you ought to listen to I mean they talked about
2: Bring the noise I mean so get, hey, How so long they. do you go but so the NWA and Ghetto Boys. Have you heard the Ghetto Boys album gripping on the other level? No. uh uh-uh. Yeah. They got a song on there literally called No Sell Out, where they shouting out Chuck D and they talking about not selling out to the powers that be and talking about anti-black on black crime. See a lot of, um, that's what I'm saying. I'm t- I could tell when that's what cube and them get mad at. You could kind of tell when a lot of people didn't listen to gangster rap, they kind of heard it. Most gangster rappers from that era, not all now, like I said, there's always exceptions. Right. But most gangster rappers from that era, they talk they trash. But you always better believe, it was a couple songs on there where they brought it all back in perspective. Like, hey, now I know I sat yeah. up here for yeah. this and I talked all this. No, nah, you can't, I'm telling you from my no no, 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 what I'm saying, because yeah. I, I remember the Ghetto Boy on the Chronic album.
3: Little ghetto boy living in the ghetto world. Oh, the song. What you gonna do when they my point Right. Face but the thing about it is it, even in the song it eventually dre talks about being clipped by one of the new young kids because he he's an old og but it's still about the fact the transition from the young gangster to the old gangster or
2: the or the or the young bull taking out the old bull that's the point he's making it. it's a terrible cycle see? <laughs> that's the point he made. That's I, what I'm saying t- See, that's I know,
3: what I-, I know, I know, and, and I, I get what you're trying to say that there's that one record,
2: but that one No it record. ain't that one. Oh well that one two or two records. Music. Like the one or two records on the whole wow. album out of two. You neither, But you need but see you can't do that's what I'm saying. We can't do they did you can't say all they taught, and I'm not saying you, but some people make it sound like all they taught was killing each other. Yes, a majority of the time, but it was context to that. I, I rarely heard them just say, I'm going to kill somebody for existing. They usually told you, this oh, is a situation. Wait, hold on. Never, never they, ever seen to put a nigga on his back. I never yeah. hesitate to put a nigga on his yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> a nigga that's messing with you or trying to kill you. Damn. See, perspective is important. A lot of times they told you, this is the situation. Mm-hmm. This is how we got here. And these are the results not all of them now, like I said, you can always find exceptions some of them were savage And just literally talking about I'm gonna kill you for no reason that definitely existed. Yeah, but a lot of it Was this is why we here? This is how I'm here and I'm because I know we've been going let me just write this you on my mind I, I was, Go ahead. Keep it I Keep was talking to my I was talking to my oldest daughter about coming on the show and just telling us some of my thoughts and I gave her an example. Scarface got a song called Good Girl Gone Bad. The whole song about drug dealing and him killing. It's a part of the end of the record where he go get the guy that stole his drugs, he find out where he live. He get there and his little boy is there with him. And Scarface said this. He said, I don't give a fuck what he done. I ain't gonna kill him in the presence of his fucking son. Right. So I drug him outside. He started to beg, bitch, be the fuck quiet. And then he said, what about my son? I got him, he's in real good hands. He closed his eyes, then I shot him. See, gangster Rap, yeah, he talking violence, but do you see the context? It's still a cold there. Now wait, I'm telling you, that's what I heard heard because the fact is this dude did something to Scott. He didn't just go to this dude's house because he's some innocent guy. They all in the street doing street stuff. He caught this guy slipping and he there with his son. He said, I don't give a fuck what he done. I ain't gonna kill him in the presence of his fucking son. That's heavy. Cause he could even say, I went in there, I shot him, I shot his son, I shot his mom. <laughs> he didn't say that. It, it, that to me is context.
4: Yeah, That's reality.
3: You say it's context, and I still and I and I still push back and say the fact that you're rapping about. You're going to get a guy that stole your drugs yeah. and you decide you won't go kill his kill him in front of his son, but you're going to drag him out and kill him. And yeah. I'll take care of your son yeah. go... that
2: shit's crazy.
4: <laughs> but, that's, but that's
2: the point. Now you with me. And I'm you're glad saying, you knew I'm making my point. So what I'm saying is, somebody's right. going to somebody's
3: going to be somebody's going to hear that song over and over again. And if they got beef, they're going to have enough enough heart. Not to do something bad in front of their family members, but they will continue to do the whatever is bad. Y'all gonna do it anyway? Realistically, when you could have said, "You know what? Oh, yeah. he got me. He got he, he got he got me. He got me for the drugs." But is it is is enough for me to
2: run the rest of my life in jail? Well, that's perfect world thinking. Of course, I would love all of us to think like that, and I agree 100 percent with you. Like I said, but, you know what I'm saying is,
3: so if you if you so what if he said. So what if he said in his rap, you know, I went to go get him. I saw I saw his son and he had a change of heart or whatever the situation is to not necessarily take him out. You know, because I think what it does is perpetually putting allowing us to feel as though or making or making us think that, you know what, if we find conflict, we can have enough heart not to do it in front of their family. But you got to take him out anyway. That's I mean, I think. That's self-destructive of our own people.
2: But I don't
3: hear nobody, don't nobody
2: talking about killing their killing friends. That's street, but that's, that's street life across the board, no matter what color you oh, call it. the thing about it is you say it's street
3: life and, and, and it's okay to, to, to sing about it or rap about it or, or to have have frequency about it. But realistically, it still at the end of the day has influence. And if it has influence on people that you say are poor Uh, that sometimes don't see their way out of the streets unless they're doing something that's illegal, then it almost justifies some of the things that they do because my favorite rapper raps about it. It makes sense. It's the code of the streets. Just like you said that college was something that you thought was not, not realistic. It was was not Not realistic. realistic. The Cosby's, in the in the in, in a different world, I that thought was, it was so phony. That was phony. All yeah. of those things that you saw, that was phony. It was so realistic to me. Exactly. If and that's if, my it is, and, exactly. And what I'm saying is, And if it could be realistic to me, it could have been realistic to you. Because but it wasn't. But what I'm saying is, but right. you lived in the, evidently you lived on the side of the tracks, of the hood. I live on the hood. See, the thing about it is, the hood can live in you,
2: or you, you can live in up. the hood. Right, I agree. Yeah, I didn't I don't The hood didn't live in me. I live. That's, that's beautiful. Just like, like they said, that's like they said in the Bible it says it's okay to be in the world, but not of the world. It's a difference. Yeah, but all those are just good talking points. I deal in reality. But like you, but you said so reality,
3: you, my beautiful. reality,
2: my reality was living in the hood and realizing that I didn't want to end up like the uh, that didn't do right. And me too. Yeah. But that's not the truth for everybody, right? So, what if right is right and wrong is wrong? I don't care what
3: side of the track you on, you have to decide which side you're gonna pick. So, well, I mean, hey so, man. so, would it be
1: fair to go back to special ed's comment? Would it be fair that the narrative could have been for special ed? I couldn't relate to NWA. I appreciate the contributions that NWA and the impact they have made to hip hop. But I couldn't relate to them. I was more of a Wu-Tang or I was more of a tribe called Quest or Native Tongues because I could relate to them. Would that be more of a better narrative than to say N.W.A. was the destruction to hip hop?
3: When I was I, I think that could have that could have been a good way to say it. But he he doesn't. And I'm sure Kevin will agree with me. He wasn't the only person in, in the music industry that ever said that. It sure is. or agree right. with that. It's There's right. a lot of people in the industry that believe that N.W.A.,
2: Ushered it in. It, well, look I, at the messages. A lot of them are either older or they from New York or their it, area. So when you say older, older
3: meaning that because I'm older, I can't I can't say that it's something detrimental to the community. I because got to be younger, you
2: know, it. Te- because you what you don't relate because you wasn't of that age we were. When that came out, you had a whole Because you know Because just talking about the afros and the. See, you relating to your era, but that's not my era. No, no, no. I
3: I, I saw. Old, I said I saw old yearbooks. Those I said they Gen X. I said I said they were baby boomers. I'm mm-hmm. Gen X. I was there. I'm Dre and I the same age. Now Dre older than right. I. <laughs> so when we're talking about the people that that were there. Biggie and Pop would be fifty in their fifties right now. Right. So I'm not saying uh, I grew up in the in the genre. You came behind me.
2: These, these right. are grown. These were grown men. You were a kid when these guys were doing this, and I was with. Right. Them. Right. That's what I'm saying. I had a different. That's what I'm saying. You was already old. I had a. Diff- I was a kid. Yes, I was an OG. Thing. Look, I'm a o- I'm an OG with a young, with a with with, with the OGs <laughs> at yeah. the time. Yeah, it's just different perspectives, but right, definitely like like i said man gangster rap had its role was it 100 percent positive of course not um i'm glad you can uh, say that i i, I know, people not know that's where up and down it wasn't oh yeah that's <laughs> not yeah i i deal in reality man i'm not by i love yeah, I mean gangster right. rap that's yeah. that was my thing but i would never sit up here and lie in nobody's face and try to make it look like gangsta rap was just positive for Kurt Franklin (laughs) I'm not gonna do that I just don't like how it gets singled out and I don't like how the context doesn't get put with it and also I don't like how the who the message is because like I said a lot of people from that era are usually real east coast bias, like Okay. For example, Sean, who are your top five favorite rappers?
1: Oh, top five. Um, I would say Common, Dre, Three Thousand, Redman, Feral March. Ooh.
3: Um. Wow. Uh,
1: wow. You know, sometimes it changes. It could change. It could be of for Lupe Fiasco or Tupac.
2: Ooh, uh, yeah. Lupe. So, well, but, but, yeah. Over, mm-hmm. yeah. Now, what's your top five? Honestly, my top five. Yeah. Eric's Okay. Rakim. Mhm.
3: Jay, because are lyricists, Biggie, probably I'm gonna say Snoop. Mhm. And I'm gonna say, uh,
1: man, Tuffy, Tuffy. I'm
3: trying, I'm trying, because so many could be in the fifth. It, I mean, because I, I like, I like the kid on the West Coast, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, oh, like honest, your personal top five, though. Oh, my per, I mean, when, if, if, if I'm popping in, in the, because if I'm popping in the tape, it's going to be Biggie. It's going to be, it's going to be Jay. It's going to be Common.
4: It's right. probably yeah.
3: Lupe It's probably, it's, it, 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 oh, Eric. I mean, no, Rakim the God. I mean, you know. I would say Big Daddy. Yeah, Big
1: Daddy Kane and Rakim are in my top five at that time. So I, I have, like, for me, I have a top five depending on what era. We're talking about oh, like okay. those people that I named, you know, came. No, my in five is, press, if I'm yeah. popping
3: in, I'm going to put, put in the paid painful LP
2: and just let it ride. Thinking so, of a Both of y'all name, mostly East Coast rappers. And that's to my point. Now, let me give you my top five. This might be in my top five for the longest. And okay. this is in order. Scarface. I knew you were going to say Scarface number one. I knew Tupac, it, Paul. Mm. Nas, Jay-Z, and Ice Cube. And then that's to take it to level. the 10th number six is dj quick number seven is trench from naughty by nature you number be- eight is k reno out of houston texas mm-hmm. number nine is eminem and number ten is biggie it's I mean, very gotta, it's, you, it's very diverse yes so when i that's why i try and this is why I, when i listen to the messenger i almost can write i almost can say what a person gonna say to me just based on who they favorite rappers are, mm-hmm. they favorite albums, what they favorite song, cause I could tell where their bias goes. I could tell immediately, cause I can admit I'm biased toward gangster rap, because right. that's what I came. I like to say I came into hip hop through the back door, you know. I mean, like yeah. everybody else was into Rock Hill, KRS One. man, I was into Two Short, Two Line Crew. And I listen to rock him and Hill, no doubt about. it. Don't get it twisted, but I'm talking about. But think about DVB that, young. I was heavily influenced so by question, a lot of this
3: stuff. So My question, because the music that you talked about is rebellious. There's yeah. A lot of rebellious. Yeah. Well, saying, was rebellious. Part, but I think. But I think. But you, you got to remember the reason why young white folks like rock and roll when it first kicked off because it was rebellious.
2: That's why Jason <laughs> Rap blew up too. Yeah, because it was That's rebellious. It. It was
1: rebellious I, I would be remiss If I don't mention The far side Because the group The far side <laughs> Came from the west coast So when They got coast the you
2: know, sound Yes They got
0: man. east coast sound I,
1: I, But you know I related to their music Versus NWA To be fair Because I come from A middle class Right In Atlanta So And, and then you know What's so crazy And you know What's so crazy There you go Yeah, Pass problem. me by uh, Running Drop Right. Yeah. And and so with me and, and the great thing about 90s radio, and I know you can attest to this area because we both work in radio at that time in 90s. It was a blend. It was a balance. So one minute you could hear a Dr. Dre and then the next minute. And yeah. And then the next minute you could hear a tribe or de la soul. And then the next minute you could hear a masterpiece or cash money. But nowadays, and in my personal opinion,
4: Everything I think
1: <laughs> I think drill music. York. I think drill music is the destruction to hip hop than West Coast, than N.W.A. I believe drill music
4: because you got more. Rap. You got
1: more rappers. You got more rappers dead than ever before.
3: Oh yeah, I think gangster rap, gangster rap, usher and all that. Because yeah. ain't really gangster rap. Ain't really gangster compared to drill.
2: That's facts.
3: They,
2: they <laughs> actually live in it. They live in yeah. it. Yeah. They, they actually get Right, right. If you're
3: right. riding around listening to Drill, you better go the other way. And let me <laughs> tell you, fact.
1: we got one person, I won't say his name, Eric, but he works with us at the radio station. He would argue against all three of us on why Drill Music it, it is way more better than what we're talking about. But yeah, but he comes from, from but see he comes from a different generation than see, all of us three important and important. so so to a, what context is important right so yeah. to to uh, Kevin's point you only going to subscribe to what is relatable to you but, I, like, but you know
3: what the thing about it is my unique position is I was there when the transition happened and I watched it I was there I w- and I know the I know the conversations that were had in the rooms when they decided not to fund certain artists and to fund other artists and uh, how it changed um, being in the clubs when they weren't shooting up the clubs till the time they started shooting up clubs and the music that we were playing. I was there. I saw it all transition. So I'm not talking about from, you know, uh, uh, necessarily because I I, I, I look, I I did most of my time in radio on the East Coast and uh, it was a heavy influence in New York from the Giddy Up, uh, West Coast came in. The beautiful thing about being in Virginia, I had the ability to play music from both sides of the coast and from the South, because I remember playing uh, was Cool G Rap The Power, as well as the other guy. <laughs> Can't even think it was two versions of, I got the power! Oh snap, oh you're talking snap. about what's the name? Yeah, I snap Cool Chil- um, Chil- 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 G Chil- Rap. Oh. Chill Chil Chil Rob G, Chill Chil G, G. Chill yeah. G. And I remember playing, um, CNC Music Factory and playing uh, all of the, the 95 South and the Whoop There It Is and the Whoop There It Is because it was two different versions. Then you had, I remember uh, the, the, the Butterfly. I remember playing Luke stuff. I remember playing F Compton. I remember playing all of the stuff from the West Coast. I remember playing all the stuff from the East Coast. I was there for the Biggie and the Tupac problems. You know, first of all, F, the wife, I saw it all. See, I saw it all from my eyes. I, do, I I'm on the West Coast, having to host a show at the House of Blues because they didn't want anybody to host it from the East Coast. That was from New York, but I was from Virginia, so I got a chance to host the 13th letter or the 16th letter. Was was, was the, the, the the uh Rakem. It was Rakim Shuff, but there was the 13th letter. What's I the think it's 13th. The 13th I letter. I, I got a chance to host that. 18th. 18th. 18th it's 18. 18th. 18th, 18th letter. Yeah. So yeah. I, I got a chance to host that concert. After that, I went back into the VIP. Kobe was uh, Kobe Bryant was his rookie year. I was with him, Tashina Arnold, and uh, Gina from the Martin Show. When I was heavy into, you know, back being back forth from the coast as a programmer, I flew across the country at different conventions. So I've, I I spent time with Dre. I spend, I've, I've been there. I seen. I watched it. So I'm not coming from. You know, I, Necessarily a bias. I saw what I saw.
4: Mm-hmm. You
3: know, I understood what record companies were pushing upon us. I understood who owned the record labels.
4: I well, talked it was pushing to
3: them. it because it made money.
4: Yeah.
3: yeah. So, yeah, but that's business. yeah, no, it's business. But at the yeah. same time, like you said, you got to put it in context. Mm-hmm. Who was who? Who was who? was stroking the checks, and who was community that it did not affect?
2: Yeah. I mean, but that's just the reality of it, man. They made money. Hey, when Brand Nubian and all them were making money, guess what they were doing? They were signing artists that sounded like them. The same, they they went out there looking for anti, planet rock people or anti heavy D artists. They were trying to find every rapper that sounded like heavy D, every rapper that sounded like Rakim. I it's money, man. Every, yeah, every so, copy, man. About it, you talking like you said? Yeah, the, uh, they were trying to
3: copycat because it's like if they can make money, we can make money with them.
2: Yeah, but when like you but when Gangsta Rap came out, they're like, oh, this making this much money without radio play and without promotion, they went with the money. And that's business. Hey, right or wrong, I mean that's hey, just business. You know, you you've heard you've heard the saying too, all money ain't what? Hey, yeah, I know, I get all <laughs> so I'm not talking reality. But yeah, that's just what it is. Right, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, that's right. But yeah, they just went with the money, man. But a lot of black families, let's not the negative, we know the negatives, but let's just think about how many black people got out of poverty? That's true. How many black people transitioned to movies, moguls? So did it destroy, and I'm just going back to the point of tonight.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Did they destroy hip hop? Nah, cause we still here talking about it. People still making a living off of it. People still able to do constant, whether you talk a lot of trash, whether you talking positive, whether you talking about women, whether you talking about whatever you can go out there and you can tell your story and it's a beautiful thing hip hop is alive it's now it has different faces now it's not one it's not one localized generalized look no more but it has expanded it has diversified and i love it
1: and there were yeah, and also too there were more east coast rappers especially coming out of the late 80s into the 90s there were still more east coast rappers coming oh. out than West Coast.
3: Oh, yeah, all the music it was, was on coming the, out of
2: New York. Yeah. Right. They're the founders. Yeah, everything was coming out of New York. Right. Right. But to my point, Sean, back, I want to, and because I, I want you to look at, I want to get you to look at it so you can see what I'm saying. You mentioned Farside. Yeah. Farside is a very East Coast influenced group. Can you tell me a positive West Coast group that you listen to or artist that don't sound I, like an East Coast rapper?
1: That don't sound like an East Coast rapper I would say closest would be To me To some Snoop. extent Too Short I, I won't say Snoop I would say maybe like a Too Short
2: I said Too Short got some positive I'm glad you said that He got a lot of positive songs But I wouldn't yeah. really consider him a, a positive you know, rapper he, You about to say positive, Life, you know, life is Too Short oh, in it Oh, no, I just said it. No, I don't think you heard it. No, okay. he got a lot of positive. Right. I'm talking about a rapper that, that's, that's strictly, mostly themed with positive rhyming. they don't talk about mm-hmm. like that, but they don't sound like, I've challenged both of you. Give me an okay. artist from the South or the West that don't sound like the East Coast rapper that y'all listen to now. Give me one, give me one or two. I that, that, that had a positive message. Positive,
3: mostly positive. Mostly man.
1: positive, mostly positive yeah, songs. I, I,
3: yeah, you ain't gonna find me find
2: looking for- Oh, they there, see? Unless, they, right.
1: unless it's that's really underground, unless positive. they're really but underground. But
2: that's, yeah. see, and that's what I'm saying. We, we, got we got underground cats everywhere. They're they're not gonna heard I'm gonna give you somebody that had a mainstream, s- Paris. You remember Paris? The Devil Made Me Do It? He's from, he's out of San Francisco. What about, what about the coup? Boots rallying. Oh
1: no, I remember the coop Yeah. Yeah. I remember the Coop. They don't yep, say yep. on
2: East Coast, but guess yep. what they talked about? They, they 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 not underground now. They was on the main they on the label.
1: Oh, by the way, one wow. of the members from the coop directed that uh movie, what is it called, with Lakeith Stanfield in it? Sorry to bother you, by the way. Just oh, a yeah. fun just a fun fact by and the way. And
2: he did Virgo. And he did um he also did that one. I'm a Virgo, the one with the giant boy in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 he, yeah, 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 he did that one, but right. that's to my point, though, and and this is not to you all, this is to anybody, if you complain about gangster rap, talk about the destruction of it, and you want to show that you're not so biased toward East Coast in this, end, and that ain't some of, show me some of the positive rappers that's not East Coast sounder that you support. Yeah. Kendrick Lamar would be another example. Kendrick Lamar, yeah, that was that was in my face, and and I
3: didn't even think about it, but it, yeah, Kendrick Lamar. So well, Absol, Abso. huh? Abso. Abso? yep. Lupe Fiasco, Lupe's
2: he, don't a whole, he don't have He don't have an East Coast sound. Hold on, Lupe from the West? No, no, he from no, I'm talking about from any coast, Midwest, that's not
3: East. That's okay, not yeah, east coast. Yeah, Mid-west. yeah, yeah. I, I, I like Lupe. I know. Um, <laughs> that's my dude. I love me some Lupe. Yeah. Uh, oh Who else? I like. Uh, I like Little Brother. I like. Um, bro- but they sound East, but they got the East Coast sound.
1: J J Electronica. Hey, you
3: know what? J
1: Electronica they, from New Orleans And I, he sounds definitely leaving. like East Coast. Got an East
3: Coast sound to it. And agree. the Chicago, those Chicago cats. There's a lot of Chicago cats that I don't think have an East Coast sound. Like who? Like, Ain't hey, little brother from Chicago? No, they no, from, they North, from Carolina.
1: North Carolina.
2: North
4: Carolina.
1: Yeah, North
2: Carolina? Yeah. But do or die from Chicago, they don't have an East Coast sound. Poe pimping. Yeah. 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 Crucial Conflict. Cru- yeah, I was just about to say
1: Crucial Conflict. Yeah. yeah they don't have
2: an East Coast sound. Yeah. Kanye West. He don't he have a- from Chicago. Yeah. He don't have an East Coast sound. Mm-mm. And he rapped positive. He actually had a lot of positive on his first couple yeah. of albums. Didn't he? I- Anything. but this is not an attack on the east coast like i said i love my east coast. let me make this clear i got a lot of favorite rappers from new york don't get it tr- i grew up in the midwest we listen to everything i'm all over the place so right. but see, I, I, saw noticed, when you're I saw that again i saw that yeah i'm all over the place but i have noticed that people that's not usually from the midwest they just like human nature they got their preferences and they got their pockets right but then they try to but this is where i get irritated. They try to step out them pockets and get into bigger shoes, and they don't realize their own biases. We need to be aware of that that the messenger is important. Special Ed, being from New York, having only two singles that people remember, <laughs> I kind of would expect him to throw some shade at NWA. Do you think Run DMC would have said that? Do you think uh, you think Chuck D would have said that? No, you- that's not. That's that, that. Hold on. No, mm-hmm. I'm to sure say it
3: because I remember Ice Cube having to go under the wings of Public Enemy back in the day. You remember yeah. that? His first album was done by they
2: by the Bomb Squad.
3: Yeah, the Bomb Squad did it and uh they got that on uh the Niggas for Life
2: album for NWA.
4: Just just Ice Cube.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, man, yeah, man. It's a beautiful thing, man. I'm just glad hip hop alive. Yeah, I, I just enjoy talking about it, man. Yeah, I don't think, like I said, just to the point. I don't see how they destroyed. And I'm just talking about the point of what Special is saying. I do know they made negative influences, but to say that they destroyed hip hop is such a bold statement. And to sit up there I, and say Wu Tang for the kids, yeah, and they keep that showed that he had a little hate. If he, did, I think if he didn't say that, I wouldn't really bat it too much of an eye. But the fact that he made that contrast, I was like, "Oh, bro, you, your East Coast bias slip is showing real hard."
1: Yeah. So what do we take away from this conversation? I can, I will say this. I, I, what I take away from this conversation is that if there wasn't no NWA. There wouldn't be no Dr. Dre. There wouldn't be no Snoop Dogg. There wouldn't be no Eminem. Yeah, there wouldn't NBA. be there. I, I say there wouldn't be no 50 Cent. Hell, there wouldn't no, be no, no, there no. There wouldn't be no Kendrick Lamar. There wouldn't be no Kendrick Lamar. No no
4: Kendrick
2: Lamar. Yeah. You said Dungeon Family. All that stuff. All Ooh. man. N.W.A. showed every other region that. Wait a minute. We don't have to sound like we're from New York. I've heard them Can say that. I get that part. Yeah.
3: Because I remember, I, I can, I can I, look, I, look. I was there. I remember there was, there was an East Coast bias, and oh, uh, yeah. record companies wouldn't, you know, take. They wouldn't take on artists that they think couldn't get played. Like you said, it's business. At a certain point in time, they want to make sure they yeah. get played. And you know, uh, now before the NWA, they weren't the only persons that 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 out of in other places that could get played. The other people got played. Uh, but I get what you're saying that NWA allowed you to be able to express yourself.
4: That, that's why he made the song. Now you with me,
3: Sean? Yeah. Express songs. yourself. They didn't. They didn't make it like you said, they could sell records and not be on the, on the radio. Oh yeah, that's big. They can
4: sell records and not be on right. the radio. You they know? did not
2: want them on the radio. Yeah. But hey, real quick before you close it, Willie All D right. had a line on doing Like a Geo, and I heard this back when I was younger, but it make more sense now. He said, give me your car, radio suckers. I'll kick your ass and take the motherfucker. Everybody know New York is where it began, so let the ego shit in. He said that at 89. That's more proof of what a lot of them rappers outside New York was dealing with. They felt that hate, that vitriol, that we accept y'all, we love y'all records. We love y'all music. We love y'all style. But when we start rapping, i truth, oh, now we're ruining your music. Oh, now you hate us. Well, I mean, I think... Like, you don't like, Just think about
3: it when you... I get what you're saying, you know, because what's going on is that all the music from the East Coast is being played across the country. They're playing on all the radio stations.
2: All radio mm-hmm. stations. You know, yeah.
3: Yeah, and then when you try to get it played in New York, which is... Everybody wanted to be in New York. It's the biggest... LA and New York are the biggest markets in the country, followed by Chicago. You get your records played in those out in those uh cities, you can go platinum, just in those three cities. Hell, you can go platinum if you just if New York had enough people. So when you couldn't, from the distribution standpoint, if you couldn't get your stuff on hot 97 or KKBT or GCI, which are the three big boys, then they pissed off because they hear it down. At the at, down in Dallas and Houston on their stations, they're hearing, you know, like you said, Big Daddy Kane or the Poor Righteous Teachers. But I can't get my stuff played in New York because the program director is probably down in the South. They' from New York anyway. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Talk to them. <laughs> Talk to them. Exactly. I, you know, I want exactly. to say this. I want to
1: say this we, before we go. Before space space. we go, yeah. I want to say this. If, if you say that, Kevin, to y- to you, if you say that. Uh, Special Ed is a hater. Then we also got to say Suge Knight, and I can say Suge Knight because he's in prison. I'm hoping to God he, that he don't find me. But we can also say we can also say that Suge and Knight sure, is a hater sure. as well too, because he never liked East Coast, and I, I, I think know, he was I one of the.
3: That. Well, well, see, see, this is why. And remember, this is my, this is my Brown. observation is Brown's. Uh, yeah, I don't know about Bobby that. He was, Bar- he was Bobby. Brown's was Bobby Brown's
1: bodyguard. His name is his. They call, his name is Sugar, but they, they used to call him Sugar. Well, was- you
3: said Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown is R and I'm talking about hip hop. I, I Rap,
1: because here, here's the thing. I think from going back, I think he helped prompted that whole East Coast West Coast thing. Not just the media, but that whole East Coast West Coast having Tupac go against. All those East Coast rappers, because Tupac was naming Nas, he was naming Mob Deep. he was naming Jay Z, he was naming all these people and stuff like that. And I think Suge Knight prompted Tupac to call out all those East Coast rappers, but at the same time, and it confuses me to this very day. Like Tupac did a record with Red Man and Method Man that was on the All Eyes on Me album, so it, it was Pop just did a record. record with
2: Biggie on, Pop, Pop did a record with Biggie on Heavy D's album. Yeah.
4: You know no, what I'm saying Uh uh You're
2: talking about it, it, It's on the blue f- No don't curse Pocket ain't on now But I know which one You're talking about It's called A a bunch of rough song.
3: Yeah a bunch of Yeah yeah Yeah
2: He's
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. on well, the I'm end wrong. He's saying Spliff the duchy The notorious yeah. Oh yeah sure But, but yeah, what I'm yeah, saying yeah. But
1: with Dr. Dre Right Because Dr. Dre At that time When that whole East coast West coast thing Was happening Dr. Dre Separated himself From death row and this guy right here was doing records, getting on songs with Q tip. And like if you all remember that whole East Coast, West Coast Killer song, like Dr. Dre was trying to dead all that. Trying to dead all that East Coast West Coast beat by doing songs with Nas, doing songs with Cypress Hill and you know, yeah, still having came out with
3: the firm when it was him, uh Foxy. Right. Uh, uh was it, uh, Nas and Az? M-A-Z. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Dr. Dre, good. what I'm saying is, Dr. Dre
1: being from the West Coast and being a part of Death Row at that time, like, Dr. Dre embraced oh, East Coast was, music. He, he, he loved East and he Coast he, he and
3: he was trying he, to dead he, he all he that left. East Coast, West Coast beef. Yeah, he, le- he, le- he left Death Row when he did that because Pac called him a punk. Pac. Pac said he was gay. Yeah and pop 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 he was off he was off with that because what dre was like dre dre i guess dre would have been me <laughs> i ain't standing around for this bullshit.
4: because
3: drake 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 cut ties left snoop left Pop, left left the dog pound he yeah. was like you know what see i'm, the, made I'm decision. the i'm I'm the, I'm the i'm the real genius behind this
4: mm-hmm.
3: y'all can try to do this without me but i'm gonna show you in beats by dre what he had the game yeah. 50 m <laughs> dre said i could do it i don't need y'all but i want because dre won't it for that gangster stick that stuff dre was about business mm-hmm. that gangster stuff you saw what happened to death row after dre left yep
4: right
3: yep. The, the number one the number one guy on the lit label was killed because he was about to leave death row and Biggie was about to leave, bad boy. Funny how both of them died. Oh yes. wait,
2: yeah, that's a whole other yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> a whole conversation. Yeah, we ain't gonna a to a talk. Season.
1: We ain't gonna talk about what Fifty Cent yeah. said about that, and you know. You saw what Biggie
4: did.
3: <laughs> You need
1: to get your lawyer now. <laughs> the biggest wow. troll the oh, world. and 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 then also, you know, they arrested the uh guy, what's his name, Keefee? yeah, kVd D. I mean, it's funny, we're talking about this 50 years of hip hop and Keefy D, you know, being arrested <laughs> from the 96 murder of Tupac. So it's it just blows my mind that we're having this conversation in 2023.
2: Yeah, but that go, okay, it goes to the, the, the point. Hip hop still here, man. See what I'm saying? Yeah, Hip hop ain't get <laughs> destroyed. We still here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think that,
3: that as long as the genre is making money and it's destroying black folks at the same time, yeah, it'll be all right. It ain't going well,
2: <laughs> to be the one doing that. It'll be here because we gonna make sure it's here. Yeah, okay. I mean, you
3: know <laughs> what? I mean, the thing about it is, you think about how, how many good times you had
4: mm.
3: with the music with your folks. Um, especially when you know when you treated it just what it was. it was, it was it was stories being told to tracks. you know as long as you and take this stuff serious, unfortunately, mm-hmm. there are a lot of folks that were influenced by the music and and, it's, and, and I think that's where you know uh, we as especially older black folks, we want to see our young folks shine. We want to yeah. see our young folks have opportunities that we didn't and when we see them regressing, it's 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 calls, it's call for alarm. You know, we got to We got to We got to pick. We got to pick our babies up. And we got to teach them even when they even when they're doing wrong. We got to teach them what they do right. Look, like, hey man, that ain't right. And and I, I watch. You know, we live here, here in Atlanta, uh, and um, we see a lot of these young guys going awry. Um, we see we see the degradation in the music. We see the degradation of how we treat our women. And then to the point where women expect that. So when they see a guy trying to do right by them, um, I was talking to a friend of mine, uh, one of our coworkers, and we've got October London coming to town to perform. He's that guy that Snoop found Sounds like Marvin Gaye.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I said, "Man, we got." I said, "And I, I said, how do?" Because she's 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 in her twenties. I said, "How y'all feeling about uh, October London, London coming to town?" And he was like, "Well, yeah, hold on." This guy sounds like Marvin. He, he's he, the brother in the video in the, in the convertible '67 Corvette, smoking a cigar, cool, smooth dude. Y'all ain't feeling him. Says, "Nah, not really." They don't.
2: They don't relate, man.
3: They can't relate. They want to yeah. thug. Yeah. So this brother, who's twenty five, twenty
2: six, y'all yeah. got no. an older soul though. She said. They she said. Like. The,
3: she said the reason why y'all like him is because he reminds you of Marvin. See we have no idea Who mm. Marvin is so, exactly. this bro- so This brother Who's smoking a cigar Who's in the 69 uh, Corvette Riding there With the lady They can't They They would not know What to do With a young man That's been raised By parents To say This is how you treat a lady They would not know how they, they, they don't accept The genuineness of a man, a young man being a man They would rather be Or they've been conditioned to believe That a young man has to To belittle you In order for you to have worth And at the same time They are trained that If a man can't pay for this bag And this and that He ain't a real man So they got it all mixed up And the thing about it is It's all in the music It's 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 continuously told in the music It's been there Always oh, been there.
2: Yeah. Well, do you it's, think it's, it's
3: all, but you have no balance. We At one time, like you said, at least we had balance back then. If you had gangster rap, you had something positive. Well,
2: who, who's
4: On the radio. Positive?
2: Besides Kendrick, the, the balance is there. I just don't know if anybody checking for it like that. Like I'm not in. I don't know how these kids get their music and the, you know. I don't. I, we would have to talk with somebody that's 18, it, it, 17, so they can explain it to Spotify, me. Too. Spotify and uh, their Spotify. How their Spotify accounts work? Yeah, I don't <laughs> Man, know how door. they get their music. I think, no, the music is, I think the music is just as diverse as it was in the 90s if you look for it i think there's a lot of different artists talking about a lot of different things you know what? I, get, I still get i still get music because i i got a
3: radio show kicks off oh it's already started but i voice tracked. um i get a lot of music and the 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 hip-hop i get it's pretty it's, it's pretty it's either mumble rap drill um very few unless it's a kendrick lamar coming across my desk now for my B tip you get the Snow Allegra's, the Scissors, the the, you get um um uh, a Lucky Day. I mean, there's some neo soul cats out there that they're out yeah. there, but but they, they but they're not they and they're young. These folks are right. young, right? Mm. I mean, you're talking Daniel Caesar. He's 26 years old, 27 years old.
1: Is he still yeah. doing R and B music?
3: Because yeah, I know Caesar. I know he had that one song. That still one. That. Song. So you okay. you you got. You've got young folks doing good R and B, mm. but they really don't have a whole lot of outlets, but the older stations, because they'll because it's it's safe for them, but they're not playing them on hip hop stations. You know, I, I like I like Lil Dirt. I, I like the
2: song. But some of the stuff I can't I can't roll with. Me either. Yeah. I mean, everything ain't for everybody. Don't get it twisted. Even though I love Gangster rap, I didn't listen to everything gangster. Some of it was trash. I mean, I was able to differentiate. You know, what, <laughs> you know what fed my soul what made sense and what didn't some of it was straight trash some of it was straight savage no point to it i was like what is this so don't get it twisted i mean but luckily i had enough sense to know the difference but it is some people out here that don't know the difference but my question would be are they the exceptions or are they the rule i think they the exceptions What you
3: i think that I think- you know what i get a lot of good stuff but the ones that make the the ones that make the radio, wop. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but, but hey man, that's been hey man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, been radio? Radio. Bad news travel fans, you know that, man. Yes. That's that's in any genres. What what movies you think um uh, what's that movie, Russell Cole, a beautiful man? You mm-hmm. think it did as good as Terminator? Gotta be back. What I'm saying, I mean, <laughs> yeah, people I always. Say. People People. gonna gravitate. You remember BDP put out out mouth. I call sex and violence. That's the old cliche. That's America, baby. We love sex and violence. So I mean, that's that's for music, movies. It is what it is, man. Yeah. Sadly, it is what it is.
1: Yeah. Well, man. Co-author of Goat Fifty, available right now. Uh, What's Goat Fifty about? Yeah, what is Go Fifty? Yeah, let Eric Lee know what it is Go Fifty about. It's I about, think what about. I think it's
2: self-explanatory. Um, yeah, it's it's the greatest of all time, top fifty, and um There's what make ours different, using, huh? Music, sports, what is hip hop? rap okay. What make ours different is we actually came up with a mathematical system to rate the rappers. Like we didn't just sit around and just. All right, go who's by. number one? All right, cut to the chase. Who's number one? I ain't going
4: to spoil that on here, Go you it. be surprised who's number one this on is his list.
3: Because uh, Kevin said this is business.
2: Yes. This is this the business
4: agenda. This is business.
2: But no, but no, we came up with a mathematical system that I think was pretty well done. We tried to keep as much as our bias out of it as possible. You know, it's impossible to keep 100% bias Can
3: you, give, can you at least give me your math? Is it record sales times, uh, uh, uh uh, um, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, concert sales times record sales. What's the mathematical
2: equation? So it was 10 criteria. Okay. Each rapper had 10 criteria. You scored them on. We scored them on. Okay. And the next you could get was four points, and you could get a 1.5, 2.5, 3.5, so on and so forth. Right. We totaled that number together and then we averaged it out. And another, this book was written a while ago now. So what made it different, I actually took the time and went to amazon.com and a couple other websites where they, where people go rate albums. Mm-hmm. And I took the average rating and I factored that also into the math for their total numbers. So it's, we put a lot of time into this. It took a whole year to do this book. I would appreciate somebody checking check it out if you consider yourself a hip hop head. I think it's a fun read. You know, nothing to take too serious. I'm not trying to say it's, you know, it's that it's nice or anything. It's, but, it's the hip hop bible. Right, I'm not trying to say nothing like that. But if okay. you just enjoy reading different perspectives on hip hop and you can appreciate some work being put in, not nobody just sitting around eating pizza and talking about, oh, he the number one rapper because I said so. We try to put some actual thought into why I'd be a great rapper. Just for example... I'd like to know the math of it because... Yeah, Uh, it's how many, how many many platinums, double platinums? No, we didn't put that in because see that would that would conscrew it. But we did put in, for example, one of the criteria was single catalog. Mm -hmm. How good was this person's singles? Another criteria was technique. How what is their technique? What is their rhyme pattern? Another category was consistency. So it had different criteria like that. And we put what we put what rating we thought for each rapper. It was four of us that did the ratings. So it ain't like it's just one person. Um and we just let it go, man. And we were surprised how these rappers failed. Cause I didn't agree. This is my book, y'all, and I don't even agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even agree with some of the stuff, but the numbers <laughs> told me what the numbers told me. So yeah. I think it'll be a unique read.
1: Okay, so it's on Amazon. I think Eric, just by him questioning your book, I think he's gonna go out and support it. So it's on <laughs> it's on Amazon if, right if now.
2: Outcast ain't number one. I'm gonna be like, how the outcast can be number well, one? It's oh, just- it's solo like, rappers. It's just it's just it's just, <laughs> just individual oh, rappers. It's not. It's like
3: okay, it's Jay,
2: it's Big, it's Snoop, is well, Drake yeah. three thousand was rated too. Okay, Drake three thousand, huh? So how'd you rate them by itself without uh without having any singles? So that was fun. What we came up with a <laughs> system from my memory. We divided it by the number of the people in the group to keep it fair because we couldn't give Dre 3,000 a hundred percent credit He so we cut his stuff in half. half. Okay. Yeah. Or, yeah, Or if Lauren Hill is in there, we divided it by the three. There you go. To keep it fair. Like I said, we really Put some thought into this book. Well, Pro, I mean, Pro, I mean, maybe
3: prize was 0. .5 of Fuji's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we didn't even rate because yeah. you know it was all
2: clef and Lauren.
3: You right, know, Pro well, Pro Lauren made the, couple
2: of spots Lauren made the book. I give you that. I, I think she made like number. She may be number twenty five. Some MC. She was a hell of an MC. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. But that number one, like I say, I didn't agree with a lot of stuff in my own book. That Did you agree agreed. with number one? Did you agree with number one?
0: My yeah, body. Is it was.
3: Yeah, yeah, my number one, mean?
2: I agree with it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And it wasn't Scarface, so don't even go there if anybody.
1: Yeah, because he got a Scarface t-shirt on, by the way. I just saw it.
3: <laughs> yeah, we had face, we had face uh uh come
2: to town. he's uh he was sick he came to town well, yeah yeah it. check it out like it's an old book is a, Scarface, we did a while ago yeah but it was a fun book to put together and i appreciate anybody to give it a chance man it's just a book from a fan's point of view you know i'm hip-hop born and bred i grew up in this culture i love this culture i love talking about it my whole my wall the wall you can't see has a whole thing dedicated to hip-hop albums can you see, you, you see yeah, why we true. brought
1: him on the show this morning, Eric?
2: <laughs> yeah, look, I got I got 120 of my favorite hip hop albums on the wall. All right, which number one? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, my number one is Ice Cube Death Certificate. Always. Really? Yeah. Oh, bro, that game, that album changed my life. Yeah. yeah. I, can, I, can, I, can, I can. I can.
1: I can. I can. I can understand that
2: That gave me my black That's what made That's gave me my black nationality Mind frame Death certificate Even more than Public Enemy did I was like man I like this <laughs> <laughs> You know what I,
4: the,
3: the album I probably rock the most Is Life After Death Woo I love that album right there yeah. Life After that's Death a, That's a gangster rap album under some smooth RB, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I sure I look at them, baby.
2: <laughs> Under now some smooth some, R&B. That's some gangster rap though. Yeah. That's when the Ten Crack Amendments came in. Yeah, boy, that's some of that good gangster rap. My daughter loved when I say some of that good cussing that I used to like listen to, boy. That's a lot of good cussing.
3: You know, and, and my believe <laughs> my favorite my favorite Jay-Z record is this first one, Reasonable Doubt. Okay. My favorite is Blueprint have reasonable doubt and, and behind that the black album and i can't I, had I, to. I, I can care less about the rest of them but after reasonable doubt in the black album i'm like okay the black
4: album
1: is yeah, exactly. yeah. i
4: would
3: say yeah. my encore do you want
1: more hey bro? Jay-Z, I would say my top two, I mean, of course, I'm a Common, you know, you know, Eric, when Common came to the studio back in 2019 at the uh, V103 WLK studios, I was like, that was the most happiest moment <laughs> in my life, but I would say Common's like Water for Chocolate and B yeah. changed my entire life, it changed my perspective, of course, yeah. I was in love with Black Moon, entered the stage. I was in love with uh, 36 Chambers, Wu Tang, you know, and Outkast, Outkast, Equimani, ATLians, the, uh, you know what I mean? But definitely. Yeah, the, uh, yeah.
3: What was the um, uh, uh, Kanye's college dropout? From Woo! beginning yeah. to end. Life changing. From beginning to end. From beginning that to made such a impact on me. From beginning to end. Yeah. I mean I, I can put I can play that I was like that was when yay was yay <laughs> let,
2: let me tell y'all a quick funny story about college dropout um I think I told it in the book and I'm gonna sum it up fast it ain't long so my friend tried to put me on Kanye and he was like "Is this producer that's rapping and I wasn't enthused by that because I a lot of producers that rap you know they kind of like whatever he was like you really need to check them out and I was <laughs> like yeah whatever so anyway, me and my wife was on the way to New Orleans, and he burnt me a coffee. And I was driving, and I was getting tired of listening to what I was listening to, and, I, and sarcastically, I told my wife, I said, man, I said, i to put this bullshit in my homeboy told me to check out by some dude named Kanye West. She was like, what is I said, like, I don't know. Now, this <laughs> mean, just, oh he's some producer, but I'm just going to tell him I listened to it. Yeah. And I slid it in. When I heard that drug dealing just to get by, I looked at my wife. I said, wait a minute, stack your money till it gets sky high. And then, song after song, I almost crashed the car at one point. Song after song after you song. It Soon we mm. hit New Orleans, and God is my witness. Mm. I went straight to Circuit City. We didn't even go to the hotel. I went straight world. to Circuit City and I bought the album. Yeah. That, yeah. that it blew my mind. College I couldn't believe how good it was because I wanted to hate on it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, I was, doing. It was, late,
1: was late, doing. late. registration was for me. It was late. It, it was late. for me. I like the college dropout more. I like the album cover for college dropout more than the actual album itself. But late registration wow. was for me. Late registration was, was a beat It was a good. One. It was a good yeah. one. I mean, that Sierra Leone man. It oh, it, man. it, may, it made it made remix. me yeah.
3: Or the one with J in it, or, or the one without J? Because when they say J, let me get this.
2: J, oh yeah, I got this. J, J-A, that song with Yeah, yeah J, J-A, that part huh? J-A, I got it, Kanye. <laughs> so see, N.W.A. didn't destroy hip hop.
4: <laughs> and on that note
2: Go 50 on Amazon.com
1: Go ahead and get the copy of the book Right now Go 50 on Amazon.com Good, evening,
3: Eric. Good to meet you too Man you know we, gotta have, we gotta
1: have uh, Kevin on your podcast one day Eric
3: Actually yeah Cause uh, it's kind of crazy Cause I have like If you go to my podcast if you, Cause it's on YouTube I've got Greg Diggs, the, the program director for BET, we talked about BET, uh, uh, Uncut, uh, Rap Ooh. City, how he started. We talked Ooh. about all of that stuff. Oh, I um, love. Senior oh. vice president of Def Jam Records, uh, he's was on it. Um, a boy that was running hip hop over at um, over Arista, he's on it. He was the one that told me the stories about taking funding from artists because they wanted to go to, to gangster rappers. The stories I get are, I was, I, I talked to. People from Death Row that were there, that were uh, worked with pop, That was with pop. Uh People that were at uh, Columbia that told the stories of Lauryn Hill almost didn't happen because the white folks couldn't understand their music, and the black folks that were in the room that were in power actually agreed with them because they didn't want to lose their jobs by wow. being in opposition to wow. them. Yeah. When you go to my podcast, you get the real stories. You'll hear my girl Arlinda talk about having to her craziest time was with Luke. And the reason why I was crazy because every club she went to, she had to keep the car running whenever Luke was in the club. And she always had to have her flats on because she couldn't, she had to put her pumps in the, her purse because they knew they had to run out the club because it's always going to be a fight so they kept the car in the front of the club running
4: mm-hmm. dude
3: I'm talking some I got some folks that tell some stories I'm like I didn't know that happened I'm gonna, I got I'm guys gonna. telling stories about Prince and Andre 3000 being real shy around them and my boy punching out Andre like yo nigga that's Prince right there he want to speak to you <laughs> I mean <laughs> The people that I get a chance to interview, uh, I mean, it's 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 crazy because I have some really deep relationships. Kevin Lyles is one of my buddies, of course. I got I got some I got some. I'm a little torn beside myself about Kevin because he's talking about this whole art thing, and I we hear the music uh, that Young Thug has put out there, and some of the things he's been accused of in the city, which is detrimental to the youth in the, in, in the city. So, uh, he's my dude. But he's, he, he he acts like that this stuff didn't don't have any effect. And he was there. He was the president of Def Jam. Right. I've got friends in the right. industry all over the place uh, right. that, that, that get a chance to talk. I mean, I've got every week I've got somebody in the music industry. I've got some folks. I got a young lady that's going to be on there who ran with Michael, Luther and Charday. I can't wait to get her on. Mm. Uh, I've got, uh, I got artists. I've got mad skills he's going to be on the show i've got damien from God. i've got i saw my boy greg nice from Nice and Smooth last week he mm. said yeah the show uh so nice smooth man oh <laughs> yeah yeah
2: so yeah. i got i got man, bang,
3: bang. i got cats that that want to be on the show i mean i got actors i've got but i i specifically spend most of my time with 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 artists i mean with uh with the music industry one of my things is to be able to tell the story, have the people that were on the back end of the of these artists that people don't know. The folks that made these people who they are, that you have no idea who these folks are. But those were the folks that were going to radio stations, setting up in stores, doing the promotions, doing the legwork, doing all of those things that people don't know. And I highlight them. And you know what? They are they they I'm one of the first people to actually go after the folks on the back end. Because we all know the folks on the front end. You know about Beyonce, but you don't know about Mike, who had to right. go out and do all of this shit.
2: Right. To make the the backbone.
3: Yeah, I, I I talk to the backbone. Right.
2: So what, that's what important.
3: Yeah. So, yes. it, that's so my podcast is actually fun. And, you know, and how can people
1: how can people listen to your podcast, Eric?
3: Oh, they can go to uh all of my social media is the same thing. It's at Convo with the DJ, and that's on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, Instagram. It's at Convo. So if you go to YouTube and punch in at Convo with the DJ, mm-hmm. it comes up. Click the live button, and you'll see all of my podcast. Um,
1: I'm gonna write it in. We talk,
3: we talk about everybody, boy. It's hilarious. Um, yeah. It's and we enjoy it. I mean, it's and some of our podcasts are an hour long. Most of them are two and a half to three hours. We get deep. I mean, they work with artists, a shitload of them. I talked to I talked to some folks that had 25 to 30 people on their roster. So yeah, at convo with the DJ. That's where they can my stuff. Okay. And it's entertaining too. Oh. The one with Fat Tommy, that's the one you want. Start with Fat Tommy. That's a three hour, that was three hours. <laughs> that dude is hilarious. he gonna get us all killed.
2: Legal comedian. Devil. <laughs> no, he told on everybody. He told on Clive, he told on Puffy. Oh, he's an industry insider. Oh, okay.
3: Oh, it was industry. He worked there. He worked for him. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> industry
3: knows, insider. Everybody, all of my friends are industry insiders. And some of them got good stories, and then some of them like Eric, you know, I still work in the industry. So most the folks that got the best stories are no longer in the industry. Right. Because they ain't gotta worry about nothing.
4: You
1: know. Okay. Okay. Dude, so we dude. got we got the book on Amazon, we got the podcast on social media convo with the dj so you all support these brothers
4: that... yeah go one ahead one thing.
3: if they get a chance go to soulloungecafe.com and uh pull up the website it's a neo soul with a touch of hip hop uh radio station uh i voiced the quiet storm i should be on right now but i've already that in. oh wait that's it's, you it's... that's you on the quiet storm this week well on on my uh Oh, oh, oh okay. No, no, okay. No, 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 that's that's magic over there. Yeah. Uh no, it's uh It's Neo Soul with a touch of hip hop. Um I, I, I really loved I want to keep
2: R and b alive and not to yes. live,
3: and not to let hip hop go because that's what it is. It's
2: Neo Soul with a touch of hip hop. Now so, if anything has been destroyed. R and B has been destroyed. Now that thing R and B has been that'd be another topic for another day. That's a, that's that's the next podcast topic. Yeah, I, now, that's <laughs> something I think that's being destroyed, R and B, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I think that's being destroyed, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they that they, they, I mean that we that's been gone for a minute.
3: But we I, there's, some, there's some artists out there that I love. I love Ari Lennox. I love Jazz Sullivan. I love um, Lucky Day. Lucky Day, yeah. I, I, man. There's some folks. Allegra Snow. Um, oh, uh, October London. He got a song called Mulholland Drive. Oh, that boy. Mm-hmm.
4: boy mm-hmm.
3: That boy bad. So there's some there's some folks. And then of course we pay homage to the real Neo Soul artists that kicked it off. We're talking about uh Floor tree and and uh we got all of those. We got I got uh Lay Nubians, I've got oh my god. Oh got, man, wow, got, I ain't heard that name in a long yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, we we you got know, we got the Jean 80s
2: um, we wow. got all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Angie Stone, all them cats. Yeah. Hey, what, what was the ball head chick name? That some Penny with a penny in the hole. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Um,
1: Nichelle, is Nichelle, Michelle. Is it Michelle? Michelle something? Jelly
2: or something?
3: Yeah. yeah. No, 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 her. no, no. You said the girl that says "with a penny, with a hole." She was the girl from
2: um, Arrested Development. Um, that was her. Was it? Mean. Yeah, yeah, I think so. okay, well, mean I'm talking about somebody else. I'm talking about another lady there. Yeah, The bald headed one her
3: too. the, the ball headed one was Michelle Indigay Cello. Yeah, she Michelle. sang the song That's, Outside Your Door. And if That's it was your boyfriend, he was, la- he was la- if if it was your boyfriend he went not last night, then she had Outside yeah. Your Door. Then she had a bunch of she has a bunch of controversial. Her second album was controversial because she t- because Michelle, you know, she's she's bisexual and she got a song called Faggot on there. That is off the chain. And one called Leviticus I mean she 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 pissed a lot of people off with that but that was her thing I mean her but her albums are ridiculous I play a lot of that you play a lot of good you know of course we're gonna play the you know the, uh, the Alicia keys and the Maxwell
2: right. yeah yeah that's easy yeah that's the easy word yeah, yeah that's easy so
3: we got these yeah. we got we got these I got this new chick um uh gosh can't even think of her name but she she's a baddie uh and we got these this group called the Shindellas, they're brand new. Um, you know, so we, I just want to keep, you know, r alive. But I keep playing hip hop too, because the hip hop that I do play is the commons of the world, the far sides, the, the, mm-hmm. You know the conscious hip hop, and I got some foolishness out there too. Because you got to play biggie, you got to play yeah. pop so it's, it's it's some foolishness out yeah.
2: there. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't gonna call them foolishness
3: now. Let's go. You gonna go from? I'll go from. uh I'll go from late Nubian to ain't nothing but a gangster party. <laughs> 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 I'm, about, I'm
2: about to go game bang right now. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate it, gentlemen. This I, I'm gonna be oh. keep it a hundred with you. This is one of the best shows that I ever curated. This is, and you know, we've been doing this show for over ten years, for more than ten years. This really? is like, yeah, yeah, you because we used to be on Love Eight Sixty AM in Atlanta. Uh, you we started out as a terrestrial radio show, and then we blossom into a internet podcast radio show. So okay. yeah, that's, that's yeah, man, but. But man, but this is one of the great shows, and I'm glad that I had a chance to speak to you all. And we was we was actually supposed to bring on some other people to um, be a part of the show. I was going to hit up Sparky D and see if she wanted to be a part of the conversation, but uh, maybe at another time, you know. So. Shout out! Shout out to the to the people on watching. But I really appreciate you all. Uh, appreciate you guys for coming on the show, man. And uh, you know, don't be a stranger to the Beat Break Morning Show. We love to have you back on again. And uh, it's great to have this conversation during the 50 years of hip hop anniversary. Matter of fact, I want to share this show with Special Ed. I'm gonna drop this video link to Special Ed's DM. <laughs> I'm gonna inbox
2: I'm the Magnificent. Please do, because, hey, Special Ed, you got two songs, brother. We love them two songs, but, hey, you, you really can't speak on NWA. We love them two songs, brother, but, <laughs> hey, you got to know the pecking order. And, I and, and, and to be fair, without being
1: biased, because we brought up the term bias earlier in the program, he is more than welcome to respond. He is more than welcome to come on the Beat Break Morning Show and respond. To tonight's really? comments. To this morning's tonight's comments. Absolutely. Alright. Alright. Well, thank Good you guys. Uh, Eric Lee and Kevin Yo. Robinson. A great conversation during the 50 years of hip-hop. And speaking of West Coast, uh, coming up, DJ Rollum. He's going to do a Tupac mix. Actually, speaking of West Coast, he's going to do a Tupac mix in just a few okay. moments. Uh, in... I guess in recognition of the arrest of <laughs> Keefe what? <laughs> he hit me up. He like he hit me up. He hit me up a few days ago and said, "Hey, I'm gonna put a Tupac mix in uh, honor of Keefe D's arrest." So I was like, "Hey, you, you want You sure you want to do that?" <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "All right, yeah. we we haven't done a Tupac mix yet, but we're gonna do that. Coming up right here on the Beat Break Morning Show with Sean Garvey." Mm-hmm. To party. He's going to throw that in there as well. <laughs> yeah, I keep it like it's the beatbreak Morning show. Sean Garvey is the MC.
0: So respect the architect. It's up against your bill. DJ Rollem is the DJ. Go DJ. That's my DJ. Go DJ. That's my DJ. And Star Kells fills you in on what's trending. Do
4: anything for kelp. Do anything for
0: The Beat Break Morning Show. Tune
4: in and tap in.